Another Star Trek month, make it so. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine, the show where we keep it real to real. We talk too much about the past, but you know what, you like it anyway. Today we talk about Star Trek Generations moving on to the next generation series of movies. No, man, I'm well, excited. Technically we're talking about the future. Yeah. The past version of the future. Yeah. Retro future, baby. It's the 1994 hit. It's the future. 1994 hit for Star Trek, and man, this is a great film. And the Star seventh Trek Generations. One. It's yep. the seventh one in the series. My name's Nick. And I'm Kaz. I'm Dan. And I'm Joss. Yeah, and this is where the Star Trek movies stop numbering themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, the first six were the original series, and like the first 20 minutes or so of this movie is original series, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I enjoy this. There's a couple of things that, just to get into about some of the funny stuff, Malcolm McDowell agreed to sign on with the fact that he realized he got to kill Shatner's character. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, I get to kill Shatner? Okay. I'm, I'm in. Like, in the original, uh, in the original mm. script, uh, mm. Soren shoots uh, Kirk in the back, mm. which I'm sure he's happy. He was happy about, but test audiences did not like that. Yeah. So they went back and reshot the thing, and that's how we ended up getting the a heroic trope. death. Whoa, sort of. That he we dropped the bridge on him. Yeah. That's straight up one of the original TV tropes. Tropes was from this movie, dropping a bridge on someone to get to basically wow. summarily write them out of a movie. Yep. Damn. Damn, and... You think they could have uh, just, you know, had him go somewhere else? You know, go do future stuff. When we get to that, actually, there's one point that I I mentioned when we watched it. Uh, It's really, really funny in my head, at least. But And also, uh, when they signed on to it, Patrick Stewart tried desperately to get every original cast member on. Uh, I would have loved to see that. And you hear oh, Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg wanted to have Nichelle Nichols so badly. Oh, and really, it was like People have been wanting to see the two of us for years to the point where she almost bowed out of the film. Wow. Jeez. She almost, almost, almost bowed out. I was like, no, 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 your character's really super important. We really, really, really need you. And um, Rick Berman, the producer of it, had... Um, they really tried to help get everybody, and they put the original story actually had Spock in it. Really? But, I would uh, love to see that. Yeah, but Leonard Nimoy and DeForest Kelly were like, look, we did we're a goodbye. Done. We're done. Yeah. Like, and, and honestly, some of the lines that came out of Scotty in the, in the yeah. beginning of the movie, those were some straight-up Spock lines. Yeah, and it actually was, because those were actually modified because Scotty and um, Chekhov were in. Yep. And, you know, so they just modified it to fit them. And about the same thing was, you know, I'm looking at Chekhov and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, that's a Sulu line. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there, there's a few of them. Like, that's a Sulu. Well, that's when, a Sulu well, line. when Chekhov grabs a couple of yeah, uh, yeah. reporters and says, you and you, you've just become nurses. Mm-hmm. You're not the You're not the doctor. You're not Bones. Mm-hmm. That's a Bones mm-hmm. line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, no. <laughs> Can't I, do that. I would have loved to see Spock and Data. Yeah. yeah. That would have been awesome. Because yeah. Data's like the opposite Spock. They yeah. would have logiced each other into the ground, though. <laughs> yeah, but Data <laughs> wants Data to be human, the, and Spock doesn't want to be human. Data also got the emotion chip, so yeah. Spock's lines would have been like, wait, oh. this is what you're feeling, so... Can't you know, Spock get drunk? 
Uh, he or can, I think. Some, yeah. Wasn't there like the hippie planet or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, God, he did get hippies. a little buzz. Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> Was did, he laughing he and did shit? Kind of, hippie, oh, yeah. The hippie that creepy Leonard Nimoy laugh where he went from <laughs> Spock to all of a sudden full mouth laughing and it scared the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah. Oh, but this one, I mean, is this supposed to be a bad movie considered? Technically, or? yes. By, by the normal, like, standards of yeah. it's supposed to be one of the bad ones and here's because Joss mentioned it the other night how, she's like how is this a bad movie yeah it's really but not it's pretty it's, good it's not a bad movie per se yeah but but it's predecessor is better it's sandwiched between Undiscovered Country and First Contact yeah those two are objectively Great movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So with this right, one in the middle, right. it's just it, it, trying to compare on either side. It doesn't really work. Just like Insurrection on the other side of First Contact. Yeah. You can't out nasty the Borg. So it doesn't matter what villain you had in yeah. Insurrection. It's you, you can't out nasty the Borg. Huh. Period. So yeah. So it's it's not that this is a bad movie. Yeah. But the other ones are better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I mean it's. Like, if this is the bad one, it gives me hope, actually, yeah. for the next few, because I've seen... Well, well First, First Contact, Contact is, is, is yeah. incredible. It, well, that's what I mean. It gives me hope. Like, if this is if this is bad, I'm like, this is pretty good, then the rest mm-hmm. is like, and okay. Insurrection, like, yeah. And Insurrection, after that, by yeah. is, I can't call it a bad movie either, but yeah. again, it it compares unfavorably to... I like Insurrection. First Contact. I personally it's, like it's Insurrection. It's not... I don't... I don't dislike it, yeah. but it compares unfavorably to First Contact. I agree, yeah. but I, I think there's a lot of funny lines and a lot oh, yeah. of humor. Yeah. We learned yeah. we learned that Data's so. ass is a flotation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of fun and, stuff that happens. Yeah, and, and uh, Worf going through puberty. Klingon puberty. Yes, it's there's a lot of fun in that movie. Yeah. So for this first time around, or I don't know. Think so. I don't know if yeah. I saw a review of it or something. A long saw, time I saw ago. a review. This is the first time I sat all the way through it. I haven't seen it all the way through in a while, yeah. but I have watched it many, many times. I, yeah, the last time I watched it was a very long time ago with you. Yep. So yeah. we have seen it. And Next Generation's the Star Trek I grew up with. Yeah, yeah. same. Me too. Yeah. Same. Me too. This was all uh, Star Trek, the original series. Was actually what you know what I watched through and through and watched a lot of the seventy plus episodes mm-hmm. yeah. multiple times and knew it. This was one that I always had in the background as I was doing my homework. Yeah, when I was a kid, so like I know everything about it, but this is more interesting to explore. So all those, yeah. uh, all, all the the warp core thrums and all yeah. the little beeps and boops in the background, yeah. that's just kind of ingrained in your memory. Yeah. From, from being in the background. Yeah, there was few years ago, uh, I won't go into detail, Joss and I were in a pretty bad situation, you know, financially and living situation-wise, mm-hmm. and I was so goddamn stressed out that some nights the only way I could sleep was to put on an eight-hour loop of the warp core or random Aww. bridge sounds and just have that going, and I would just conk right the fuck out. Like, wow. Nice. Like it's the one that he still plays that I I just get happy when I wake up though. Yeah, Yeah. it's yeah the Mass Effect the Mass Effect theme song. Yeah, I I get very happy. He it plays every morning and every morning I'll wake up to it, but I get the smile on my face because it's very soothing. Mm. So we've just recently found out when the legendary edition of Mass Effect is coming out, and we're very excited. But that's a different thing. (laughs) 
We just yeah. we just <laughs> we just went on for almost twenty minutes about it before we turned on the microphone. Yeah, anyway. So yeah. Uh, so Star Trek Generations. Yeah, this man. It, all right, let's jump on in. Okay, uh, so it's 2293 and retired Starfleet officer James T. Kirk, Scotty, and Chekhov are heading to the maiden voyage of the Enterprise B. And, and the Enterprise B is an Excelsior class. Yeah. Excelsior. They've, they've uh, re- remade the, I don't know what happened to the A, but in the yeah. uh, 12 years since they've made another yeah. one, and it's the same kind of class as... The Excelsior. Yeah. So it's uh. So yeah. when does C come in? It's in between. Yeah. Um, I know that there's like a whole thing about what exactly class C is, what yeah. type of ship. Uh, I don't. I I meant to look it up, but today's been kind of rough at work today. That's all right. Um, yeah. there is a different type of ship yeah. in between. You know, this one at the beginning and the Enterprise D, which is the yeah. next gen ship. Yeah. Um. It's also kind of goes from the Enterprise being a light cruiser kind of a warship to the Enterprise D, which is way more of an exploration t- type of thing. It's closer yeah. to a to a goddamn cruise ship than it is the original. Yeah, like there's something like over a thousand people on the Enterprise D, and yeah. most of them are not crew. They're yeah. like family of crew and yeah. diplomats and just whoever else. Hell of a lot of children. A, a lot, lot of children. Hell of a lot of children. People's families are along the ship. Yeah. Is yeah. their home? Yeah. And this one, there's a lot of fun people, and there's a lot of fun. The there's something important I gotta say about this movie. Yes. Fucking seatbelts. We have, in, in the 24th century, we have evolved past the need for seatbelts. No, obviously be, not. They're supposed to be installed on Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> fucking Tuesday. So, yes. So, yeah. So <laughs> That's a great scene. Kirk, Chekhov, and Scotty. Yeah. Uh, should have been Kirk, Spock, and Bones, but, you know, things happened. Um, they are there for the maiden voyage of the Enterprise B. It's uh, weird to see the press... Yeah, on all right. with all yeah. with their weird headset things, and they're yeah. holding their their uh, Texas Instruments TIAs. I love yeah. them. I was like, talk to me. They yeah. definitely work calculators. That I, they were it, holding up. Yeah. The it's you know, and then in the helmets with the light that's supposed to be the camera. Yep. Cl- you know, clearly something like my dad did this where he rigged LED lights to try to work in the car because when he um. When he got home at night and he had to fix something, it was usually dark, so he yeah. rigged an LED light helmet so you could see what was going on. Yeah. It reminded me of that. Oh, yeah. And it was just, basically, it was an old football helmet that was just taped up. They actually kind of, you well. I have I have a headlamp that I use at work for when yeah. it gets darker. It's like, it it is not great, but at least I can look at the letters and be like, oh, that's where I'm going. Well, yeah. they, they actually kind of stole the design a little bit in, um... Uh, the later Hunger Games movies oh. and the very last Hunger Games movie. With the little um, handheld ones, or with the no? Ones they're they're the attached to the they're attached to their heads. Okay. Um, the the entire camera is in like a hat, sort of over the eye situation, and that's what they're ah, all right. using because it's it's more convenient for your cameraman to mm. actually have use of their arms. Mm. Huh. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I know nowadays they do that with a lot of uh, like reality shows. Yeah. Well, they do that to have the cameraman just have, uh, and a lot of it, um, well, some show as well where they do that. There was a documentary, I think it was a Bob's Burgers episode. 
the uh, documentary crew, and there was just a guy who had a he had a helmet with a little tiny camera. Like a on the GoPro. Head. Yeah. Basically, um, yeah. It's like yeah. I hate I hate to be the one to bring bring it up like this, but um, how do you think they get the POV shots in porn? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, dude's it's true. literally wear, GoPros. He's literally wearing a GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder why you don't see shadows. Well, because okay, now this would be a, a porn parody in my opinion. But yeah. if if someone was actually trying to do it while holding their phone and then drops their phone <laughs> on their partner, oh, that would be hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it out there. That would be really funny. Because I don't know anybody else, but if you ever used your phone in your in bed, like if you're just scrolling through Reddit, yeah. like at two o'clock in the morning, not that I've ever done that. No, yeah. but Never. you uh, you accidentally lose your grip and then the phone ends up slamming itself in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Or you I, end up falling asleep and the phone slams in your face and wakes you up. I haven't done that because I, I don't that. sleep. I've so yeah, I have pelted myself with my phone just like now I can get I can get one more run in Archero and I can get one more ah, shit I died. Ah, <laughs> fine. All right. Yeah, no, that requires me to actually fall asleep. Yeah. So that that does not happen. Or you wake up, or you wake up halfway through, and it's like you know it hits it. All of a sudden, you're ordering something on Amazon. And it's like, well, oh, not that yeah. oh no! <laughs> yeah, I actually did. Oh no! I'm like, I don't need a fake bonsai today. Abort that. Why did I buy a set of swords? <laughs> I need to sell these swords, Brendan. Do you need a sword? <laughs> Uh, so they're on Bean. There's a, it's a shakedown cruise, and they're just taking a little short jaunt down to Pluto and back. Mm-hmm. Bingo. In their in terms of Star Trek, yeah, that's literally a, a walk around yeah, the block. They can just do a that. Walk around the block. They can do that in about an hour. And the uh, the 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 Enterprise whatever is being helmed by uh, Ferris's best friend. It's yes. by Cameron and Alan Ruck is the yep. Captain, Captain John Harum. Captain Cara, Cameron. Yeah, and uh, helmed, uh, helmed by Sulu's helmed daughter. By, helmed yeah. by, uh, yeah. Demora, Sulu's daughter. And which I, blows Kirk away. Yeah, the fact that. How that, did he find time for a family? You know, people actually do that, Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> people spend their off time, you know, actually, you know, enjoying life and procreating and doing things. I haven't seen you in. in it's, it hasn't been that long. 12 years. 12 years? 12 years. You don't say. Like, he's really starting. And that's kind of the focus on this is that he's really starting to not only feel his age, but he's starting to um, realize that time has slipped away. Time is, is the cons- fire in which we burn. Wait, no, is nobody says that. Concerned with legacy, like, yeah. or is that more of a card thing, or both? That, of them? I think that's actually kind of a mix of the two. Yep. Yeah, where it's not so much that he's starting to think about you legacy, but he's wrong. thinking about that his crew have legacy because some of his crew actually have children. Right, they've had wives or husbands, and you know, life has yeah. gone on, and his life kind of stayed, you know, stayed really perfectly still. Oh my God, time. he's Al Bundy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. but cooler. He saved the galaxy three times and ca- caught th- uh, did three touchdowns in a game once. <laughs> oh, no. oh my he's god! And he's lots and lots of alien ladies. And he's sitting on the chair. He he's he's sitting hair. in his captain's chair with his hand in his pants. You know, <laughs> oh my god! Oh damn! That'd be a cool fantasy casting. Yeah. I know. Oh my god! Oh damn! Oh wow! And so. so the Enterprise has an Alarian refugee ship, so they need to save. That's by a massive energy ribbon that's uh, yeah. 
Well, they do try to save some refugees, but yeah, they get... Two, two ships get caught up in this energy ribbon, and they, they catch the distress call, and they're the only ones in range, and... Of course they are, they because to, that's how these things work. They go to mount a rescue, but half of the ship's crew isn't there. They don't have a medical staff because it doesn't arrive yeah. on Tuesday. Because everything's happening on Tuesday. Tuesday. They, don't have a, they don't have a tractor beam because it's... Scheduled Tuesday. to be installed on Tuesday. Like, there's the, the ship is only really at half capacity. Yeah, they don't have photon torpedoes because, wait, don't Tuesday. tell me, Tuesday. Tuesday. That was a great line delivery by Shatner. Yes. Look at here, like, we guess Tuesday, really. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Am I the only one who couldn't help but... Every time I heard the ribbon, this, the ribbon, that, I just kept thinking of fucking Microsoft software. A little bit. <laughs> with the, the, you know, the ribbon. I, <laughs> keep, I keep thinking about the game Vib Ribbon on PS2. <laughs> it's a really weird rhythm game where you're playing this weird kind of shaky vector, vox, not voxel graphics. It's this like squiggly line rabbit bunny thing that has to... I'll show you. I'll I show you. I think off, I've off seen something. Like, it's a weird game. It sounds familiar. Yeah. It's like black and white, and like the bunny is just literally just one continuous line and a squiggle, vaguely looking like a bunny. I have no idea. Mm. I'll show you guys later. It's it's, it's weird. Yeah. So the uh, they try to save some refugees. They get forty seven out of one fifty on one ship, and the other ship explodes. Yep. Yeah, the ship explodes, and, and this is almost two like almost two hundred and fifty people. Yeah, and I love it where Cameron's like, "Can you help me, Ferris? I mean, Kirk." Uh, right. Yeah. Okay, now I've got questions. Considering later yeah. on what the ribbon turns out to be, and I mean, if the ribbon can suck up people, then how come it made the ship blow up? Because it takes people. It takes yeah. organics. Well, the ship it, is not organic. It blows uh, up a star, too. And, well, well, the, the, the ribbon they, doesn't. Yeah. Well, That's I mean, just to the, get the ribbon to change. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, it changed, and then yeah. they, uh, they just, well, just had a hand in destroying it at one point. Um, and then it's, you know, the Enterprise is trapped. Kurt goes, <laughs> you know, well, no, you're the captain of the Enterprise. You deserve to be on the bridge. Yeah. Okay, so, I'll go. St- I'll go do this because he's been doing this for six movies. Right, yeah. he's never gonna stop. What the hell? Let's do this. Yeah. So he goes to redo he goes, something in the deflector dish to simulate a photon torpedo. Well, before that, this even happens. There's yes. actually a really funny little scene. Yeah. When they first, before they get a distress call, before anything, uh, they're the I three of them are are sitting together, <laughs> yeah. and they're all you know talking, waxing yeah. philosophical, yeah. and uh, they get the distress call, and mm. Kirk stands up mm. and then sits down, and then something else happens, and Kirk stands up and then sits Aww. down. <laughs> and at one point, just like, Musical chair. Scotty just leans over, is there something wrong, wrong with, with your chair? chair? <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I lost it. I thought it was great because he keeps standing up and then realizes, wait, this isn't my ship. And it sits back down. <laughs> I think my favorite bit from the beginning of this, though, yeah. is when uh, Captain Cameron insists <laughs> that Kirk you know, give the order to leave space dock. Yeah. And he just stands up and ever all the press is like just lights and everything in his face. He's just He's like, oh, I don't want Take us out. Yeah. And everyone applauds. Like, he sits back down and check I was like, that was very good. Very good, sir. And, <laughs> and Scotty leans over, brought the tear to my eye. He's like, oh, oh, be quiet. <laughs> 
Because he might be a living legend, but he doesn't like people noticing it. <laughs> True. Which is really not- funny. He doesn't like people noticing that he notices it. <laughs> yeah. And so he gets down to the control room. The Enterprise is freed, but there is one last strike. And he's presumed dead after they go check it out, and... Explosive decompression. And it... There's a point that this bothers me, because you have Scotty, Chekhov, and Captain Cameron go down into the room, and then there's nothing there. So the vacuum of space should have killed all of them right then well, and there. Well, no, force they, fields. they said that there's a force field It's up. an emergency force field that's sealing off. That's right, yeah, that's right, that. yeah, that's right. Because I thought right, the yeah. same thing, too, yeah. and then I had to remind myself, wait, no, they did say you'll that, see that, that again next. Field. You'll see that again next movie. Yeah. Uh, when he, when uh, Picard opens a window and, yeah. you know, Lily's like, there's no glass. And he's yeah. like, oh, right, <laughs> force field. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There, so... And they found out it's dead. Everybody's super sad. We go to 2371, at least in our timeline. We see the Enterprise, yeah. the old-timey ship. Yeah. <laughs> the Enterprise D. Oh, I love it. We've got it. the D. I was like, and, I, and then I'm like, wait, wait, where are we? And then I see them all when in, are like, we? uniforms, and I'm like, oh, okay, we're on the holodeck. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just... Yeah. Make, it, make, it, make him walk the plank. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Worf. They make him walk the plank yeah. to get a to hat. Get a, to, get to get a promotion. Get yeah. To yeah. a lieutenant no. commander. <laughs> and, I love um, this. No, it's retract the plank. Yeah. Not <laughs> remove the plank. Like, oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I want to know how, what is he Worf swimming in? A Worf in the water just... <laughs> so yeah, we... You, we, we, meet don't, our next we don't really need to know how the holodeck works. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just water. know that it works. Yeah. Do they come yeah. out of there wet? I would laugh, but I doubt it. Yeah. They can... Sort of. I feel like I've it, seen that in Voyager or something. It has happened where someone will yeah. like get, yeah. their, get clothes from the holodeck and then leave the holodeck and still be wearing those clothes. Yeah. Which is what happens. I'm guessing that it, that has to do with the type of uniform they're wearing that will actually at least physically look like it conforms to whatever you're doing. Right. The holodeck is the holodeck. Try not to think right. about it you too don't, much. Right, you don't think about it too much. Do they have, like, an automatic thing to manufacture these costumes? It's right. like a computer the repli- program. The replicator. So. Repli- yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying. They have the replicator, and according to Lower Decks, they also have uh, filters in the thing to um, deal with waste in the holodeck. Yeah. <laughs> Because guess what people use the holodeck for? Sex? It, yeah. it, it's mostly that, yeah. actually. So there's actually <laughs> a scene... To relieve some pressure. There's actually a scene where one of the main character in Lower Decks is uh, assigned to clean the oh, biological no. waste filters. So, okay, so if this is a this is more of a moral question, but yes. if you're on the holodeck and you program the holodeck for certain things, does that count as cheating? Hmm. It's not a real person, so no, yeah, but there but are... I said moral. There yeah. are episodes where certain Moriarty. certain crew member... Well, Moriarty does end up gaining sentience yeah. and he becomes his own thing. The, the holographic doctor has yes. his yeah, own personality yeah. in Voyager. I'm saying there are times when certain crew members, <clears throat> Reg Barclay, uh, yes. program <laughs> their... Co-workers <laughs> as Ew. sex as Ew. sex yeah there's there, some of Reg Barclay's things are 
That's disgusting. Gross. Reg okay. is gross. I can understand computer programs of people that are like generic computer programs. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't do that to people you actually know. There is there is a uh, there is a sex doll of Counselor Troy. That's disgusting. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, Reg, Bar- Reg Barclay is a fucking genius. Yeah. But and he's disgusting. He's creepy. Yeah. Gross. And the sad part is it's like He's not... <sighs> Reg is still a decent guy, but he has no understanding of... Social interactions? Social interactions, personal issues. Like, if 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 Next Gen were done later mm. on, yeah. he would be somewhere on the spectrum. Yeah. Mm. But as it is, he's... As it is with when, start, when Next Generation came out, he's just a creep. Yeah. I mean, and when, when the de-evolution plague hit the ship, he turned into a spider, not a monkey, so maybe there's something really wrong with him. Wow. Mm. I don't know. Damn. If uh, I'm going to bring this up to uh, anybody anybody here ever watched Black Mirror? No. no. I've seen a couple. There is an episode of Black Mirror that I think, it, with this particular the discussion, Star Trek the yeah. Star Trek, it's sort of Star Trek-y episode I of, haven't seen it, but I, of Black Mirror. Yeah. It's very much worth the watch if you have Netflix. Okay. Uh, because most we of, most of yeah. uh, Black Mirror are one-offs. Yeah. They, they do have correlation to each other in certain episodes, but for the most part... Each story is its own story. Mm. So I suggest definitely watching that particular episode. It's really, really good. And the story generally is technology run amok. Pretty much. Ah. Technology not running amok per se, but people running the technology that Mm. is very, very dangerous. And how social situations with higher forms of technology can go awry. That's basically mm. what Black Mirror is. It's a really good series. Um, I definitely... Uh, people should definitely check it out. I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was cute. It sounded like that. It was kind of like a burp, but not a burp. That's some <laughs> random pixie sneeze is what that is. Something like that. Adorable, Foxy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! And but, oh, <laughs> Data trying to understand humor, uh, and he just shoves Doctor Crusher into the water. Yeah. Is it just me, or does now uh, that Troy has <laughs> relaxed her hair or something, she looks too similar to Doctor Crusher? Like at yeah. least when they're all wearing the suits, I when was kind of confused. When the suits and their yeah. hair is tied up, you could def- it's it can You're be right. a yeah. bit much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, well, the thing. <sighs> okay. Uh, she had Gates cool Ma- hair. Gates McFadden and Marina Sirtis do have similar face structure. They yeah. do, and a lot, and like a lot of the way to tell them apart is the hair. Like yeah. you know, um, dark right, hair, Crusher, right. red hair. Crusher's yeah. a redhead. Yeah. Uh, Troy is. Crusher had shorter hair too. If I remember Crusher's right. Crusher's hair is shorter. Yeah, it's mo- it's like yeah. shoulder length, whereas yeah. but, Troy's would be probably mid back, but tied back. If, if it wasn't, if it wasn't so. Curly. I'm wondering mm. where Wesley was in this. Not in these films. That's yeah. where he was. Yeah. Shut I, up, Wesley. I kept saying that the, there was a crewman <laughs> yeah. on, the, it, uh, on the helm. Uh, I don't know what her position was, but I keep calling her the female Wesley. She, 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 she has the, the same haircut as him. Yeah. She is so. the, she is <laughs> no, wait, she is the interchangeable bridge officer. Yeah. yeah. Because next movie she's gone and we have Ensign Hawk. Okay. Oh, okay. But we'll see. <laughs> Yep. But that, I, I kept, I was like, look, he's right there, except he's a woman. Hmm. So female Wesley Crusher is right there. Yep. And then she gets knocked around when the ship goes to shit yeah, later. Yeah, she but does. That's, because hmm. she's not wearing her seatbelt. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, God damn it. So, anyways, backing up data. So, backing up just just a little bit. When uh, the Enterprise B saves the people from the Lacool, oh. we see somebody that was saved. Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm Guinan. McDowell, who keeps shouting about how he needs to go back, yeah. and we see Guinan, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg's character. The thing with Elorians is yeah. they are Elorians are largely. This is largely similar to humans, yeah. but they have an enormous lifespan. Right. They live for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of okay, years. Okay, how did the Star Trek people decide who gets rubber foreheads and who doesn't? Budget. Yeah. Ah. It would have been a ex- movie, though. It would have been expensive to continually stick shit to Whoopi Goldberg all the time. Well, they, when yeah. most of their budget was going to yeah. painting Brent Spiner yellow and, <laughs> yes. and, and, and Klingons in this and movie, Michael and Michael Dorn's forehead. Okay, because yeah. his budget was thirty-five Phew. million. Yeah, and it made its um, money back. And we're talking, it, it made yeah. gross. The total yeah. was seventy-five. I'm million, also talking so it the show a itself. Hit. Yeah. But and, it did make the money. It made yeah. it made a little over half of its budget back, which. Yeah. In today's terms, is not necessarily yeah. a hit, but it still and, wasn't a flop either. Yeah, and Michael Mc, Malcolm McDowell agreed to this movie if he didn't have to be in makeup. Ah, yeah. Although he likes the spiky hair, and he's like, okay, I'm not human per se, but nope. he's I'm human fine with I yeah, I'm fine with it. But I just I don't want to be in makeup. Spiky hair is I enough was, to make him yeah, an alien. Is that yeah. Mario movie rules? Right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I Monkey. just kept. I kept, yeah. I kept asking Monkey. him if he was gonna like start yeah. talking about water and power. <laughs> yeah. Or if his head was holographic. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. I actually have a weird story with that because when I went to Canada, not last year, year before, and I actually, I think I met Malcolm McDowell what? in the airport. And it just was a guy who had very, and, you know, keep in mind I have to take uh, some medication in order to fly and not get airsick. So I don't know whether the medication was kicking in yet or whether I actually met him. But it was in passing. I'm like, hey, whoa, hey. He's like, oh, hi, how are you? Very nice. And he was super nice. And he just sort of like, okay, making a fan, fine. Hi, nice to meet you. Shook his hand and he left. I'm like, is that Malcolm McDowell? As I understand awesome. it, he's a good dude. Yeah. yeah. I, it, yeah. it seemed like he was like trying to be nice, but was just busy or just yeah. had to run to the bathroom. He's, Maybe. Yeah. he's one of those actors where he yeah. usually plays a dickhead. Yeah. But he so, himself is yeah. actually pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Basically, anything Alan Rickman ever did, he always played the asshole, mm. but he was the yeah. he was like or, the, the best dude. Yeah, also very similar is Martin Cove. He played John Kreese in The Karate Kid. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. He is like he is known to be a very, very nice, generous man and like very comfortable and very loving to everybody, but he actually plays an asshole everywhere. Right. And and Billy Zapka. Billy Zapka, who's actually uh, yeah. a very nice person. Yeah. Draco Malfoy, whoever yeah. the actor, uh, I can't remember uh, the actor's Tom, name. Tom, Tom Felton. Felton oh, yeah. is a very nice guy. Yeah. And he and, and he and Daniel yeah. Radcliffe are actually good They're friends. Gross. Yeah. Like he'll still randomly call uh, Daniel Radcliffe, and when he answers, it'll be like Potter. The thing about Malcolm McDowell is, I I, first off, I never remember his name. Yeah, I just I remember his face, and I'm like, it's that dude. Yeah, and um, the guy from Tank Girl. Yeah, no, because I actually know him more from the remake of. um, Oh crap! And I had the the name of the TV show, and I lost it. The plane, boss. The plane. Then the island. Then the island. In the '90s, he 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 played. No yes, way. Did. Yes, he did. Uh, 
And that's, I used to watch the remake of Fantasy Island all the time, and I believe it was for the first two seasons, I want to say. And that's that's where I know him from. So when I see him on other things, really? it's like, oh, that guy from Fantasy Island. Yeah, so it's terrible. Meanwhile, for yeah. me, it's just like, oh, it's Soren. Yeah. He's been in a billion other things. Like, it's the dude yeah. from the Star Trek. He actually played a really funny role in Community in one episode where he played the lonely British professor. Oh. <laughs> And then, uh, then uh, I keep forgetting he was like the main character in the Clockwork Orange too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, he played this professor where they invited him over for Christmas dinner because he didn't have anybody. He'd go for fifteen minutes and end up kidnapping him because he would give them all C's. <laughs> and it's he's like, well, what the bloody hell? You invite me in for a drink, you tie me up, at least get good sex out of the way. <laughs> like, uh, you got to do something, at least do it right. Well, so it's just it's a longer story another day, and this is not a community podcast, but <laughs> uh, although it could be, so, uh, but anywho, so could be, yeah. Um, yeah so Data pushes uh, Crusher into the water in an attempt to learn humor. Uh, does not work because everybody laughed when Worf fell, but when Data just shoves her, it, well, because there's no pretense to yeah. it. You know, it's just a. He pushes her in. The whole pretense would be, hey, he doesn't understand humor. Boop. Mm. There's his attempt. But That's it, funny. But it looks like it a dick move. Funny it is funny. He, but it is funny with Brent Spiner's face when he goes, like, oh, really? Oh. Shove. <laughs> Bye. Uh, and we do have an unfortunate moment where Jean-Luc Picard learns that he had a message and learns that his brother and his nephew have been killed. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. Yeah, But we don't yeah. know yet. Yeah, and it's obviously... You know, but when you see Patrick Stewart distressed, mm. it's kind of disturbing. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's always very stone-faced. Right, he's very mm-hmm. stoic most of the yeah. time. So he reads he's... this, and he just visibly just, like, falls apart. Yeah. And Troy comes up and says, is something wrong? It's like, I don't know, Counselor, you're an empath. Can you tell something's wrong? Yeah. She's supposed to be able to actually physically feel other people's emotions. Yeah. She's a beta a right. She's supposed to be able right. to. Right, yeah. Yeah, and the, um, and, you know, where the, he's obviously very distraught because now the Picard family line ends with him, and, the, and this is very important for later. And I keep thinking to myself, you look at him like, you're not dead. Right. Like, I understand, I under, believe, believe me, I understand grief. Very, yeah. very much. I understand losing family. Me too. It's, it sucks. It's yeah. a very th- hard thing. But yeah. his whole thing about how, you know, he didn't have to worry about it because Renee was going to, yeah. you know, yeah. continue the family line. Robert had had children, yeah. so yeah. The, the, the responsibility was no longer on him. But I'm still mm. thinking here going, dude, you are not dead. Right. You are male, so yeah. you are going to continue to produce sperm. Oh, for- God. No, but seriously. Look, think about their uniforms, though. Imagine how crushed the boys have been. This is oh, those, their uniforms suck. This is yeah. the future. Yeah. Go into the room, bring out a cup. That's your entire job. Everything else. Go, go to the holodeck. Yeah, go to the holodeck, and like literally, right. the holographic woman will act as the receptacle. Exactly. Oh, they like, can do that. Yeah. They're hard light holograms. Uh, Everything in there is literally just like you can literally drink water that's been replicated into a holographic cup. Yeah. Hmm. We we find out a little bit more about stuff like that in the next movie. 
But anyway, and, you know, like, even holographic bullets can yeah. kill. Having children for him is not going yeah. to be that big of an issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I can I can understand this though because I went through this when years and years and years ago, where it's like we were. In my head, I'm going back and forth of whether I wanted children or not. Mm-hmm. And I was meeting cousins that, you know, we had never had any contact with. And I met this other kid, you know, and I'm like, okay, he was about my age. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I remember driving home with my dad thinking, okay, if he has kids, everything's okay. Right. Because the Tabor line moves on with these people. or. Right. And it's just like, oh, okay, then maybe something else. So I get his idea, but I also see your point. Right. No, I, yeah. under, I understand his yeah. his thing, too, is because Dan and I are in a very similar situation yeah. where we have basically talked ourselves yeah. out of having children yeah. for our own personal reasons. Yeah. But Us in too. his yeah. family... Yeah. He is the last of his line. I'm the last one, at least in and this branch of the family. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Like my my sister had a kid, but his it's not the same last name. Right. Right. So, so yeah. name wise, the name dies with Dan if we don't have a a child. Yeah. Right. So yeah. we've th- we've thought about that way too. Yeah, and so, it's, it's natural for that. Right. I mean. And I'm just a filthy antenatalist. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, also I don't. Okay, she she argues otherwise, but I don't think I'd be a great dad because yeah. I'm not really well. I'm not mentally in the right place. Right now, right. right now, so I yeah, I wouldn't be able to. Me too. Yeah, me too. And I'm, gr- I'm great as an uncle. Yeah, me like too. I'll, I'll load the kids up with sugar, give them a good shake, and hand them back. Yeah, and I'll be fine. Me too. <laughs> then, then they'll Sorry, foam Jess. over like yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. That's the point. It's like here you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do. We, we had, had ice, ice cream, cream for, for breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> and I would be lying if I said I never did that. <laughs> Today. No. Uh, to uh, both my nieces and my nephews. Yeah. <laughs> and the Enterprise receives a distress call the, observ- uh, the observatory in Eleron and Dr. Soren launches a probe near the nearby star, but he wants to talk to the captain as well. And, uh, oh man, I mean... Malcolm McDowell played really good here. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's, he's great awesome. in everything. He does. Are we all the way in the bar? No, we're actually well, the, at the bar pretty much right now. Yeah. Yeah. They, they is this have, before revolting or? Yeah. Well, see, so yeah, they well yeah. they get to the observatory. There, there's an observatory that's been ransacked. Um, they uh, investigate to, it and they find you know a couple of survivors and like the main survivor was Doctor Soren. So they yeah. take him back onto the ship. Yeah. They're investigating what's going on. They find out it was Romulans who attacked the ship and killed attacked the station and killed most of the people on yeah. it. Uh, we then go to Ten Forward, the bar in Enterprise. Yeah. So yellow. Uh, everything is. I think it's because they were so close to the star because there's uh. big windows yeah. uh, in Ten Forward that yeah. like it's called Ten Forward because it's in the front of the goddamn yeah. ship. So, and I, I, okay. Because we got to talk about the emotion chip. Yeah, so Data's oh, got Data, the emotion yes. chip, and. It's pretty big for what I expect for, you know, a, a, a future, future chip. chip. Yeah, <laughs> right. A future yeah. 1989. Yeah, and it's. Over well, 1994, 1994, but. Yeah. Well, 89 is when Next Gen started, so yeah. all, of, all of Data's designs were from 89 on. That's why when he opened up his head, he's just a Christmas tree. <laughs> There's just Christmas lights everywhere. And... It, I, I don't see any room in there yeah. to shove a chip. Yeah. 
I wanted to see one movie of just Data and Jordy. And like data, sitcom. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want an entire series. Just it's soft crime. See, now just, that would be like webisodes. Yeah, you could do that. Right. Yeah, but just well, just the David two, and Jordy show wouldn't be too difficult from Holmes and Yo Yo. No, <laughs> thank you no, for warning in that. Yeah. And we see this, but just data freaking out and finding different emotions, and Jordy is just not having any of it. He's like, and, okay, whatever you say, data. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just here in case you short out. Okay. And and I gotta ask this: Has anybody ever stolen someone's headband and pretended to be Jordy as a kid? Yes. Oh yes. Well, I, used I didn't to, have to steal yeah. anything. I had them. Yeah. Yeah, my mom, I didn't my steal mom it. had those. Uh, yeah. Those banana like, clip. The, the the banana clip things. Yeah. Still had like, them. Ah, yeah. Just run around. <laughs> Jordy can't see shit no. in that no. thing. No. I feel bad for like, Levar Burton. Levar Burton. Yeah. yeah. How does he do that? Goddamn thing. He he even says that like, he couldn't see anything. Yeah. Like, I assume they had to do many takes because he kept walking into things. What they had to do is that what they developed was there was a certain pattern that he that he walked. Yeah. And it's just where they walked. He had his uh, he had an assistant walk with him and he just memorized the, the foot, the foot yeah. traffic. That makes sense. And just said there or had somebody nearby and just, you know, sort of by sense of smell. And um, one, uh, I believe. Like he was actually blind. Yeah. yeah. I believe it was one. I think it was Picard that he would have a sub, you know, and um, uh, he would have a little bit of perfume on him, yeah, or something, and or whatever, some kind of cologne, just so he would smell him nearby if he had to do a walking scene nearby. Well, if it's the first season, yeah, everybody was wearing cologne. Everybody smelled horrible. Yeah, because those uh, those suits were polyester, and if anybody polyester don't breathe. Yeah, Yeah. let's say anybody who's ever worn polyester or sold polyester, that shit don't breathe. So (laughs) in the first season, they had there was a scene in one of the first episodes of a uh, of a male uh, crew member walking in walking past in what what they call the scant. It's like skirt pants uniform sort of thing because it's the whole like it doesn't matter you wear whatever uniform you want thing and they never went back to it because they were. Fucking cowards. Uh, Speaking hmm. of perfume, we do have our sponsor, Cologne of Perfume.com. And we have one we'd like to profile, Sulu Paro. Sulu Paro, the perfect fragrance for a man who does everything, whether it be cataloging exotic plants or collecting antique firearms or piloting agent helicopters in advanced starship. It's more than choosing to live your life with style. Sulu dives straight into the soul and allows you to release your own intergalactic man of mystery that jaunts fearlessly, swashbuckler of a man who, whether he exerts a weapon or a sword in a sword fight, or commanding an Excelsior-class starship, he's always ready for action. Action. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <laughs> It was the perfect segue, damn it. Yeah. It really I mean, was. It, was, it, it worked, worked out well. Yeah. yeah. And, it was not planned. No. <laughs> and the... And you, you got it for yourself and you really like it. I do like it. I do like it. It works. It works and it does not offend my coworkers. Oh, that's good. Or Ooh. my boss. <laughs> All of these things are good things. Yeah. <laughs> now see, me, I make sure I get the most obnoxious can of Axe and just let my coworkers deal with it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> No, you want awkward? It's okay. like, eat Phoenix, motherfuckers. 
he and my brother-in-law used to wear the same scent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh. it would confuse the hell out of his sister, and yeah. he oh, would be no. very, she'd be very upset. So she <laughs> yeah, forced one of them to change she, she, their... She forced Pat to do it. She, yeah, she's like, you smell like my brother. Stop stop doing that. Yeah. It was actually really funny, and they, the three of them used to live together, so it was yeah. hysterical. <laughs> oh, man. But it's, yes, the uh, he gets... Jordy to put the emotion chip in. Yes, uh, yes. and and he's he's at the okay. He's enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah, I know what this is. I hate this. Yes, yeah, he gets a new. And, oh god, it's when he's drinking the booze. Guinan offers him some alcohol. I know what this is. Yeah. I hate this. Like, oh, I, uh, oh, I think this beverage has produced an emotion response. <laughs> and you're like, well, it looks like he hates it. Yes, I hate this. It's revolting. It is revolting. <laughs> Would you One. like some more? Yes, please. Ah, he's just the best. Loving and like experiencing emotions, and literally, like honestly, through this whole thing, Jordy is just—you say he's just not having it. It's like Jordy's just worried, yeah. so he's just kind of following Data around to make sure he doesn't short circuit. Yeah. Right, and that, and it's not until later. When Jordy's like, dude, fuck off, man. Yeah. Like, dude, come on. But right. that's dude. what I want to see, that. I want to see him explore many, many, many emotions and Jordy's just pissed. Like I said, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be like <laughs> yeah. like ten minute webisodes yeah. of, of different emotions. The Adventures of Data and Jordy. And you, yeah. you literally could just name every episode an emotion. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be like, yeah. anger, shame. You could get at least 200, according oh, yeah. to data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. 260 something mm. distinct emotional yeah. states. But yeah. it would then. You can't name that many emotions. Uh, well, if you're. Uh, what is it? German? There, there's they many have, like, states. Many, yeah. many, 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 many different types of states. Yeah. Huh. Like Schadenfreude. Uh, yeah. Uh, and that's a I good just, one. I just. Yes. Would, I just for, you know, and for us, too, I mean, you know, LeVar Burton, I mean, for me, I knew him on Reading Rainbow of course, first. yeah, big time. And now so, the song's in my head. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I can't bring you anyway. I shouldn't sing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had a, uh, I think he still does, but uh, LeVar Burton had a podcast. Uh, yes, he does. LeVar Burton reads, and he just reads you a story. Yes. And he got in trouble yeah, with did. PBS, because yeah. at the end of, of his episodes, he would say, but you don't have to take my word for it, and PBS tried to sue him. Really? Because that was their line for reading Rainbow. Wow. I think he ended up winning in the end of it. Yeah. Because it's just they it's never just they never like copyrighted the line. That's yeah. like, thing. Trademark. It's like Paris Hilton trying to trademark the word that the words that's hot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't. It's or uh, or was it King Games trying to uh, trying to um, saga? Yeah, trying to like copyright yeah. the word saga. Yeah. Kim Kardashian tried to trademark the word kimono. Uh huh. Oh my god. Okay. I yes. forgot about that. But that but see, it's she got her comeuppance. Yeah. Kanye she, West cheated on her with Jeffrey Star. Yeah. What? Yeah, you never heard, haven't heard about this. What? Huh? How yeah. did I miss this? What? I, I don't know the full details. I've just heard that there is a su- supposed uh, affair that Kanye West had with Jeffree Star. What? Yep. I am going to look this shit up. I could I later. could be wrong. This is just this is just the gossip I, that I have heard. When mm. we are off mic, this is getting checked on because <laughs> I'm going to send her on a wiki. Hold I on. am literally shook. Okay. <laughs> um, and I don't Damn. even like them. Like uh. I really don't like them. But when this is, I like. This. I say Kanye had one good album. Yeah. He had an album. Yeah. 
88s and Heartbreaks was actually was a very good was a very good album, and then he went he insane. Just, he just, yeah. Okay, the man has bad bad mental issues, mm-hmm. and I yeah. do not I won't make fun of him for that. He is he is. I will no. No, I, I won't make fun of him for being bipolar. What I will say is, however, he needs that he needs to be medicated and yeah. He cannot Agreed. be trusted to take his own medication. Agreed, yeah. So, and he shouldn't be trusted around his own kid. Agreed. The yeah. things he Agreed. said about his kid, it's just like, you realize Kids we're... Up. Four. Kids, four yeah. of them. We're in the internet age. Yes. They're going to find out what yeah. you said about Agreed, them. Yeah. Okay, and, but yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk about kind of... Poor kids. Uh, no, anyway. Just swinging back here. Yeah, I mean, sorry, sorry. No, 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 we're good, we're good. I love... Just the fact that they call back to the first episode of Next Gen. Yep. The, the <laughs> mission of Farm... Uh, was it Operation of Farm yeah. Point? I Operation get it! I get the oh, joke! God, I yes. get it! Uh, was it the... Um, uh, like such was... and such can, say, can, can, can stay, but the Ferengi in the gorilla suit has to go. Yeah. And he's I like... I get it! It was funny! Data. That was a... That it was, was like seven, seven years, years ago. ago. I know! I just got it! Yeah. Very... Funny. And, and that's and Jordy looking at him like, are you fucking serious right now? And, he just, and Jordy's just thinking yes. to himself like, oh my god, I've got seven years of his perfect memory to get through. <laughs> what, oh no. What have I done? <laughs> oh, why did I help him? Oh god. <laughs> and then the fucker gets fused. Yeah. So... Yep. So he's laughing at the joke. They find, you know, a sealed off bulkhead yeah. and it's they open it up. laughter, though. He's yeah. like, he's losing his he's shit. He's losing it because the yeah. chip is overloading. Yeah. That's yeah. why he can't stop laughing. Yeah. So he start, He kind of spazzes out and he just, he's like, something's wrong. Hysterical, yeah. like, just psychotic laughing and he falls over. Yeah. Because... The, the chip yeah, yeah, he overloaded his neural net. He's yeah. a computer, and if yeah. anybody who's ever played on a computer that's overheating, yeah. it shuts itself down. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a failsafe. Yeah. If anyone's attempted and, to play Agents of Mayhem on regular settings without messing yeah. with them for an hour, you know what happens when right. there's too much memory leak. If anybody yeah. has ever tried to have a gaming laptop that's much older than the games that you're playing, yeah. the mm. gaming laptop will shut itself off. Yeah. Or poor Adam when he got that like bleeding oh. edge. It like melted. absolute bleeding edge Alienware laptop. It was like way beyond like anything. He spent a lot of money on it, but yeah. okay. the the fans weren't enough, and the and thing ran so hot that it literally melted. melted the computer. And when I say melted, I mean literally physically fused bits together. Yeah. It, it melted the yes. motherboard. It was terrible. Oh. It was really bad. Wow. He was so mad. <laughs> Well, I would have been too. If, they, if my computer did that, you know how pissed I'd be? Yeah. Pretty, pretty angry. Can't blame him. Damn. And yeah, so at that point, Soren kidnaps Jordy, and uh, we get an interesting moment where uh, Data is afraid. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't and know how to handle it. Yeah, and uh, Riker he and his beard are trying to help them out. Wait, how come Soren was like, in one moment, he's pointing a gun at him, yeah. and then the next time we see him he's didn't shoot him or anything because he realizes that data is yeah. you know is coward he's yeah. he's he's, he's, he's not, yeah he's not valuable yeah. it, it doesn't yeah. look it to yeah. me anyway it doesn't seem yeah. that soren really actually wants to kill anybody no he no. will he well he's a terrible, terrible he'll genocide shot, the fuck too. out of a planet yeah right he's a terrible shot but that gun shoots really big bullets yeah yeah true, true. Ray beams. Yeah, not even true. just that yeah. these people yeah. are also useful to him right now yeah. mm-hmm. 
And we do, you know, they do take him over to the Klingon bird of prey belonging to the Duras sisters. The Duras sisters. Uh, Larissa and Betor. Yeah, and they, honestly, they just look like the, yeah, I'm going to say some of her fantasy casting, but I just see one of them could have been Melissa McCarthy and the other Roseanne Arquette. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, just like just two trailer park women, or just happen to be Klingons. Yeah, we got a bird pride. I mean, yeah, they've got we got to go to Walmart. They have a twenty-year-old bird of prey, and just like just like almost every other Klingon we've seen in this movie, in these movies, they think they're going to take the Empire back over and. Like, it's been 80 years since, yeah. well, more than 80 years since the Kittimer Records from uh, yeah. Star Trek VI. Yeah, 87 so, years, yeah. Yeah, well, At it's... At this point, yeah. Yeah, 80, yeah. 87 years. So, yeah. there are some Klingons who don't want the peace with yeah. the Federation, and right. we just so happen to find the one group who found somebody who can actually make right. a powerful weapon. Yeah. Wait a minute. Does this feel at all... Like the whole Genesis project? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Klingons wanting a super weapon. <laughs> we've we've tread this this ground before. That was exactly what I was thinking during yeah. that entire scene. Mm-hmm. I was like, what did they find the Genesis weapon? Is this is what's going I on mean, right more, now? It's well, it's more like they found Starkiller base from uh yeah. from frickin' Star uh, Star Wars. Right. Uh, the, right, yeah, yeah. It wasn't Last Jedi. The first one that came out. The first of the new trilogy, um, where we first meet Ray. Thing and Bob and a thing. Yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. Can you tell I've kind of lost interest in Star Wars? To be honest yeah. with you, I just remember them by number. If yeah. you ask me so what, what it was, it yeah. was number seven. I can't remember. Number seven. Yeah. Yeah. So episode seven. It's yeah. like this is just a new hope again, except it's bigger. Yes. Mm. It's the same goddamn and it's thing. And mm. it's got more money. Yeah. Yeah. And. So they're talking about in the Enterprise crewman Ganon uh, tells Picard that she she and Soren were rescued back in 2293, and Soren's obsessed with re-entering what's called the Nexus, which is an extra-dimensional realm that exists outside of normal space and time. It's, Basically, heaven. It's, it is. It's like it's, it's, yeah. It, it is, is um, pure. It is pure heaven, but it's not. It real. is heaven, but. There yeah. is, if if you are yeah. aware enough, you will know that there is something yeah. not right. It's yeah. it's utopia. It's your mm-hmm. own utopia. It's your your, your own and utopia in there, and and it's it's like the Matrix thing. It's like the human brain can't handle utopia. Yeah. It's like in the Matrix, the first thing that it was a perfect simulation, and people rejected it. They couldn't handle perfection. Right. Whereas the human brain will notice little things that are wrong. Right. So later on, when folks end up back in the uh, in the Nexus, they're like, "This is perfect," except it's too for perfect. that. Yeah. yeah, there's something. There's something's that. not right. But we'll get there, we'll get to that. Yeah, there there is one spot that I noticed. So Soren lost his family, and the whole world was destroyed. He wants to escape death through the Nexus. Uh, Ganon describes his pure joy when time has no meaning, and tells. I tells Picard, saying, you know what, you might not want to come back. You're oh, not she said care. he you're, won't care about you're, anything. Yeah. You won't care about yeah. me, the Enterprise, yeah. anything. Yeah. You, you'll want to stay there. And yeah. honestly, when he goes into the Nexus and you realize what you can do with it, yeah. I wouldn't come back. I wouldn't no. come back either. Nah. No. It's like, fuck it, I'm, I'm gone. Yeah. 
I'm on. I'm with Soren on this one. No. Fuck it, I'm gone. I mean, I wouldn't do mass genocide for it. No. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Cass and I were just like, no. And both no, of us we would. Like, well. We're just like, well. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Okay, if they got ripped out of the Nexus, how and why and when? When they were uh, when they were transported off the Lakul. Yeah. The the energy ribbon was going through the ship, so they were phasing in and out. Yeah. Of uh, the Nexus and the real world because the technology of the Lakul was indirect was like disrupting the ribbon. Mm. So they were going in and out of the Nexus, and when they were transported out, it was literally they were yanked body and soul out of the Nexus. Because yeah. even though they were stuck in the ribbon, all of their machinery was literally going haywire. And it was for, disrupting for th- the ribbon, so they couldn't just straight go so into the Nexus. Them, they were in between. So it, this could have been happening for half an hour. But mm-hmm. for them, because they were in the Nexus, this could have been years. Yeah. And them not notice because that's what the Nexus is supposed to feel like. Do we ever... Does, any, does the Nexus ever come back? Uh, not in my understanding. Not no. that I've seen, no. I, I believe it's like one of those, they realize what the Nexus, what that ribbon is, and they can track it and just, you know, people just stay away from it. Why would you yeah. want to stay away from it? Yeah. <laughs> because flying into it with a ship will explode your ship. Well, right, yeah, no, but if it goes through like a, a planet or something, just go stand on that planet for a minute. And yeah. it took 80 years and, and destroying two star systems to get it to go yeah. through a planet. How did they get in there to begin with? Yeah. Uh, Science and hit technology. A time stream or something. Just minding our own business yeah. on a mountain yeah. when it goes. It, tra- it transports them. It's the 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 energy wave just rolls over them and just transports them into another dimension. Yeah, so I'm just wondering, were they just hanging out on top of a mountain and some other planet and got scooped up? Yeah. Well, they were standing in that spot because Soren had done the math of that's exactly where it's going to hit this. But planet. I mean, the how they ended up there to the. I think to begin it was, with, it was an accident. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just happened to be in the path of the the Nexus when it hit these two ships. They just knew that there was an energy ribbon. They didn't know what it was, and mm-hmm. it wasn't until they were ripped out of it that mm-hmm. they knew what it, when oh, they wait. Out what it was. Oh wait, I'm thinking of how did they get there to begin with? But you're saying they were already on those ships. They were on yeah. a ship yes. going somewhere, and then yeah. the, yeah, the those ribbon two, went through the ship. Those two ships for the Valorian refugees. The Elorians were on those ships because the Borg had destroyed their home planet. Oh. This was now these weren't the only ships of Elorians left, but these were two of the refugee ships mm. who just so happened to get caught in this energy ribbon, like as they were trying to find a place to To go. To go to call home. Yeah. Because their their planet, I can't remember the name of their planet, was taken over by the Borg. Right. Wait, it was Guinan one of them? Yes. Guinan's, oh, okay. Guinan's That's why she was talking about what it was like in yeah. the Nexus. Because, because she had been phasing well, in and out. Yeah, but I mean, was she an Elorian or whatever? Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. she's an Elorian. She's yeah. been an Elorian for the, yeah. like, the whole series. Yeah, and I'm going to back up. We'll kind of go out of place for a bit, but I I got to go back to Data here talking yep. about how much he loves looking for life forms. <laughs> life forms. Uh, yeah. Where are you? What are you? And everyone on the bridge just looked at him like, what the fuck? Because you'd have to wonder, did he tell everyone else he was going to do the emotion chip, or is it just him no, and George? Yeah, just, just Jordy knew. So just Jordy, yeah. And then uh, they told a, f- a select few people, like the captain. Yeah, so yeah. the rest of the bridge crew was just like, 
What is Wait, wrong with you? Wait, time out. The what? best one is Riker. Yeah. There's like just very stern, but still very confused. Yeah. yeah. Just okay. I, 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 the best one. It's the faces in the background when you watch that scene again. Yes. And you see it. You're just looking at everybody's just staring and looking and just wondering and just kind of like, are we gonna die? Yeah. This this movie is straight up the data show. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's this. It's yeah. Yeah, and it's but there is one person in the background who just looks terrified. Yep. And everybody else is just confused. Yep. And it's well, just seriously, think about it. yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. artificial life form that's yeah. living on the ship hmm. is singing to himself mm-hmm. about how happy he is to look for life forms. Yeah. And it's not a thing that he's done for the Ever. past seven years. Ever. Right. Yeah. I would be like, he's cracked. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's one. Yeah. It's it's like just, Data, do you have a virus? <laughs> Wait. Hold on. Is this lore? Did your brother take over again? <laughs> oh, I forgot about lore. Yep. And just just see it. Just watch this oh, scene. Please watch, it. Oh, yeah. so oh, watch this one scene and just see just look in the background. I'm yeah. sure someone Find it on has, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure someone has linked all of Data's like funny clips from this movie <laughs> into one thing. Just go on YouTube and look. So yeah. anyway, and, uh where were we? So Picard and Data determine that Soren is unable to fly a ship directly into the ribbon. Because it'll explode. Yeah, now, here's, and, now, here's my thing. You could probably position a ship and then, like, spacewalk yourself away from the ship, and I think... The timing would have to be very, very... You have to be very, be very, very precise. Get yes. yourself way out in front of it. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. and I think His timing that, had to be super precise for what yeah. he did, too. and that would be absolutely plausible. But that this is this is not what this happens in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they figured out that uh, he the the probe he used was using trilithium, yeah. which is a highly unstable f- power source that right. has the ability to destroy a star, and yeah. that confuses everybody. Yeah. And like, that's, what the fuck is yeah. trilithium? And that's why they want to go ahead. They want to destroy one of the stars so it alters the path of the ribbon on Averdian Three. It's going to kill millions in a supposedly uninhabited planet. Yeah, it's a, a it's pre-industrial a society. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's basically like uh, it's like sixteen hundreds us. Yeah, it's more like the eighteen hundreds us actually. I well, eighteen hundreds when the revolu- when industrial revolution kind of started, Amen. right? Yeah. So the industrial revolution started with Carnegie and stuff at like the turn of the century. Yeah. So the All early eighteen right, hundreds. Well. All right, so you're this, thinking this, of the printing press. Maybe different revolution, yeah, yeah. the sixteen hundreds. But yeah, you're right. right. So, yeah, yeah. so this, uh, this assume, civilization's yeah. effectively in yeah. Victorian times, yeah. or oh, the equivalent yeah. thereof. Yeah, I assumed it was like tribes, and, and they're going to get shit. wiped yeah. the fuck with, out and with as many millions yeah. as they said there were. No, yeah. it's it's yeah. more of a yeah. They probably are just doing like railroads and stuff. Yeah, and upon space railroads. Upon entering the Verdian system, Picard offers himself to the Dura sisters in exchange for the, for the forge, but insists to be transported to Soren directly. So and they, they do it as yeah. a prisoner exchange. Yeah, but yeah. in the meantime. Soren yeah. has been fucking with Jordy's visor. Yeah. This whole yeah, well, <laughs> I like with this. slightly, yeah. it's like yeah. slight torture. It's not like mild, really torture. mild torture, but Jordy doesn't say any, doesn't you know? It's not say even anything. necessarily because he's not like hurting him. Yeah. He just has him tied up. It's more of a like kind of a ribbing. 
Well, I mean, we got a, we got Jordy in his basically roots days again because they had him like you know tied up yeah. and you know shirtless, yeah, like, it's straight up roots. Yeah. It's, and it's funny because Will Burton was in Roots, exactly. So it's like don't call don't yeah. call him Toby. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. That, that book is a hard read, man. Yeah, it's a. It, I've read the book. It's hard. Yeah. It's it's a, it was it was a hard time. I never it's watched it. It's a hard movie. movie to watch too. I never it was, watched it. I read it was the a book. terrible time yeah. in American history. Hey guys, America was never great. Anyway. Yeah. It hasn't no. No. Yeah. I can't even I don't want to go into it. There's a hell of a battle between the bird of prey and the Oh the god, okay, this yeah. is so yeah. funny. <laughs> they um yeah. They know okay, first off, the the, the bird of prey and yeah. the, the Klingons know and they mention it yeah. the fact that they cannot take on no. the Enterprise a 20, no. a 20 year old bird of prey is not a match for the Federation flagship yeah. so th- they know this and that's why they had like a bit of an yeah. argument with Soren yeah. because they're like yeah you gave us this weapon and that's all well and good but we can't take them out like yeah. it's not possible yeah and he's basically like, "That's not my problem." Yeah. Like, but no, I, you I, need to do this. Yeah. Like, but I think I might have a solution, and the solution was putting basically a tracker and a transmitter in Jordy's visor. Yeah. So with Jordy not knowing, yeah. Jordy has no idea about it. So they beam him back, which is kind of okay. Now let's let's think about this. This is a a a flaw in in Jordy, I think, because someone taking off your visor. Yeah. Now, granted, yes, it could be because they don't want you to know what where they are and what he's looking at. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure Jordy can hear that his visor is being tinkered with. Because he's talking when he's talking yeah. to Soren. Soren is basically telling him, oh, so this is what this does. And this, this is, is how this, this works. This is an amazing piece of equipment. So, yeah. so right there should tell him, all right, they're fucking with my visor. Yeah. Jordy is very smart, and that should have occurred to him. But, but if it did, we wouldn't have the plot. Right, and I get so that. Right. Someone's I do get that. It's, someone has to carry the idiot. Ball. But it yeah. was just me going, wait, this this is not a stupid man. No, you would assume. No, you're I right. You're right. Yeah. would have picked yeah. up on this. Yeah. But I think he just got thrown into a scenario where he didn't have time to think about it because no. shit was going down. The, the no, he just had to survive. Right. Yeah. The entire mm-hmm. at least long enough till they got him. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets beamed back. Um, his visor starts transmitting, and basically the Duras sisters have Geordi vision yeah. on their uh, on their communicator screen. Which a really really funny line comes out of this. And they're just sitting, just watching, and like you know, um, Crusher just kind of leans over and starts talking to Geordi, and they're both looking like, oh, yeah. ooh. Human females are so disgusting, and they're both just like, "Ugh." Which if it's that's not even it, but yeah, that's actually. And, a fun yeah, line it's too. basically it keeps going back and forth between uh, Picard trying to talk to Soren down on the planet and the Duras sisters watching the Jordy show. Yeah. As there's like, all right, so he was in sick bay, and then he bathed, hmm. then he ate, and now he's roaming the ship. He's just <laughs> He's an engineer walking that, around. that never goes He's to the only engineer in Starfleet who does not go to engineering. <laughs> and it goes back to Picard and Soren on the planet, and eventually it gets back to them, and they're just kind of like leaning, they're just absolutely bored, and they see Jordy round the corner into engineering, and they're like, oh, 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 he's here, let's go, watch, 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 watch. watch. <laughs> and, yeah, and everybody has done this in their life. 
Yes. Or do they see some a good part of a show is coming on that somebody oh, else hasn't seen? You just reach over and just slap the person. Look at this. Or he'll, need Sorry, bark. he'll hear me bark with laughter in another room because yep. something ridiculous happened and you'll be like, what's so funny? But like, it'd be too long to explain to you. <laughs> oh, you bark with laughter and scare the living shit out of me because I'm playing a horror game over here. And just out of nowhere, I just hear... <laughs> and I home and I like fear pee. It's ridiculous. Sometimes you don't understand. I watch some stuff that I'm like, this is ridiculous, and I love it, and it's amazing. You've been cheering Murdoch Mysteries okay. like it's the fucking Super okay. Bowl lately. Murdoch Mysteries. You don't understand the humor of Murdoch Mysteries. I've have... seen Murdoch Mysteries. <laughs> it's a good show, by the way. Yeah. But okay, but the characters are very like set in their ways. So when something ridiculous happens to them, yeah. and you're like you cheer them on, or you're like, oh, dude, <laughs> yeah, Crabtree, no, oh, it's 1920s Canadian, Ni- C- not 1920s, yeah. 1900s, yeah. Right. 1900s Canadian CSI essentially. Yeah. Yes, oh. and it's amazing. It's such a good show. It's on Ion. You should watch it. There's like 14 seasons. Yeah. I watched a lot of it when I was in the mm. hospital last year. It it got me through. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a good mm. show. People should watch it. Yeah. They even have conventions. They have conventions. I need to go to Canada. For you didn't tell me about this. They have conventions. We need I to just go to Can- this out. We need to go to Canada because they actually listen to doctors up there. That's yeah, true. they do. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, they do and. So the Duras sisters attack the Enterprise once they figure out what the coding is and what type sh- of shield it is. The shield modulation. Frequency. Yeah, yeah. The shield, yeah, the shield modulation. Yeah, which actually was kind of clever. Yeah. So their yeah. so their disruptive torpedoes yeah. can fire right through the shield. Yeah. It's like just like they're not even there. But yeah. they should have aimed a little bit better, I think. Yeah. Well, no, they aimed right. exactly where they were shooting for. Yeah. They hit the warp core. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, they, they... They they did the damage they were trying for. Yeah, they damaged they it a little bit. They didn't and do it fast enough. No. I, I, I like where Riker is also just... He's also being badass. Yep. Too, or just that one shot of him where it's really tight on his face and it just... Fire. Yeah, yeah. I, man, I love that. Yep. that, that, that <laughs> It's just very clean cut. Just to me, I, I remember when I was a kid, I thought Riker was the brawny man. What? Well, you know, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, just... They probably both sit in chairs weird, too. Yeah. The Riker maneuver. The Riker maneuver, because he literally never sits in a chair like a normal human being. He has to, like, mount the back of it. See, I know I know weird trivia about Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. Because, okay, Jonathan Frakes is married to a lady whose name is uh, Jeannie Francis. Yeah. And she plays Laura yeah. from Luke and Laura on General Hospital. Yeah. On uh, General Hospital, uh... Laura and Luke have a child whose name is Lucky, and Lucky is played by a, ki- a kid, a, no, man now, named Jonathan Jackson. Jonathan Jackson was in a movie called Camp Nowhere in 1994, which was a movie that I used to watch constantly. In that movie, Jonathan Frakes and, and uh, his wife show up as parents to one of the kids in... And so how does this tie into uh, Kevin Bacon? Because <laughs> we're doing, we're doing this. The, well, we're doing no, this it's just degrees. funny that the two of them show up as a married couple going after like one of their kids. Yeah, and they come across him. Yeah, in the movie. So his TV mom and Jonathan Frakes, who is his, is the mom's real life husband, 
are in this movie. They also play in it is funny. Too. They also play in an episode of Third Rock from the Sun. Do they? Yeah, where uh, Mary and Dick try to double date. And, and it's it, the two of them. Yeah, it's the two of them. Oh, but that's it's, rock on. It's John Frakes without a beard. Yeah, what do you, you get when half, shaved, man. Yeah, I don't know. You get halfway See, that's through. What, that's the thing I don't like about Insurrection. He yeah. shaves off his beard. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. You yeah. Get, God yeah. damn it. Don't do yeah, that. And it's he, just, he does get a good lo- he does get a good joke out of Data though. But yeah. we'll get to that when we get. Yeah, to Wait, is that when D- Data has his beard? He tries the beard. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Uh, it's we'll, half, we'll get there. It's about halfway through the episode of Third Rock from the Sun when you finally realize it's Riker. Yeah. Really here, and then it's the fun, It's a really funny episode. I'm not spoiling anything by knowing this, but no. Riker and his wife cannot stand Dick and Mary, but they don't get it. That's so funny. It's really, and then but Dick finds out, but Mary has no idea either. What? It. Okay. Yeah, and they finally just it's 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 a really good episode to check out. And uh, there's so. And right, Jonathan Frakes also hosts um, Beyond Belief: Factor Fiction, which is currently available on IMDb. It's very entertaining. And it is a great show, and yeah. I miss it terribly. And he did a great job. And, and I'm there are wonderful that. little compilations on YouTube of Jonathan Frakes asking you piercing questions for seven <laughs> minutes straight. Yes, it's pretty awesome. It is. It's. I don't think or, my love of Jonathan Frakes have come across yet. Or like, there's like a nine-minute clip of him telling you that you're wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I love it so much. That's so right. Commander Riker will uh, evacuates everyone to the forward saucer of the starship and then asks, it to be, asks them to separate the ship along. So many children. Blows up the lower decks and you know, fortunately they have a little girl who lost her teddy bear. Oh! Yeah, that poor bear. It's gone. I had yeah. a, I had an existential crisis when she lost that bear yeah. for like ten minutes. We had to, we had to pause and yeah. talk it out. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I lost a bear yeah. in an airport once. And oh no! Yeah. I got him back. Yeah, yeah I did. I, I it, very very lucky. I couldn't remember what airport bathroom I lost him in, and we it was at Logan, and I was Ooh. probably about five. And you were just yeah. inconsolable. I was. Oh. I was. I I could drove my mother insane. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. We found it yeah. though. Yeah, there. Um, I remember a similar thing was um, I lost a doll. We went to California, and I was like a year old, and I was apparently the same thing. I was inconsolable as well because I left the doll at my grandmother's house back in Anaheim, Aww. and for the longest time, I thought my dad actually flew back to grab it and went back. Because, like, you know, I was having, I guess I was having issues. I was too, you know, clinging to my mom. Okay. Or something, and they did that, and it's like, you know, finally, you know, like, as in my 20s, I asked them, like, you know, did you really fly back to Anaheim to grab my doll? I was really appreciative. I was like, the fuck, they put that in the mail. <laughs> 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 like, what do you think I would spend money on a ticket to go get a doll? I could probably just get you another one to send and you never would have known. Yeah, you would have no idea. Yeah, I was like, dude, you were two, probably. Like, we, we had like four of them as a backup in the closet. <laughs> we, did that. we did that with my niece, with yeah. Lila. Yeah, with, she, uh, had, with she has a cookie. She has a, a, stuffed, like a, a stuffed green monkey. Green yeah. monkey that she named Cookie. Yeah. And... There, there have been multiple cookies because my sister-in-law <laughs> had the forethought to yeah. uh, to buy a few of them because yeah. when she found out that she loved them, yeah. she, kids are kids, man. Yeah, yeah, that that doll ended up on on yeah. the yeah. street outside yeah. that my stepdad actually found it in the street and called yeah. my brother and went, 
hey, I think I found Cookie in the street. It's like Cookie got mangled in the street. And my brother was like, what? And yeah, it was that Cookie. She threw it out the window. Like, it was... Oof. That kids, 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 cookies still. He lives in Florida right now. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad to say that my my number one teddy bear I still have after 35 you fucking do. years. I would have had it if, but it got lost in the fire. I still, I do, I still have mine. He's over there, right over there. It's a monkey. His name is Sunny Jim. Uh-huh. <laughs> there and uh, so, recently to separate from the engineering section, the breach occurs here. The resulting shockwave sends the saucer crashing out of the surf- surface of Verdian 3, damaging it beyond repair and, and blowing it up. And nobody has seatbelts. Everyone yeah. gets flung all over the goddamn place. There's one where some woman goes out and gets out of her chair and then just like folds up like an accordion. Yeah. And it's really quick, but you see it, it obviously is a dummy. Yeah. Right. But she falls onto her collarbone and then just no. folds up. And you're just like, ooh. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah you you're not yeah. supposed to bend that way. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. actually a scene that made me cringe. Yeah. Um, during the uh, during the fight that happens yeah. in a little bit, um, when the planet explodes. Yeah. Um, and because, the world explodes yeah. because, because that's what happens. Soren, Soren wins. Soren. He launches his probe, destroys yeah. the sun, and he wins. Yeah. But right he before that the happens, nexus. there's a fight between um, Picard and Soren. Yeah. Picard's trying to stop Soren from. It's a good fight. Basically, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to stop him from blowing up the planet. Yeah, um, which he doesn't make it to in time. Yeah. Um, but there's a scene where Soren falls off a cliff and yeah. is hanging by a rope. Yeah this, yeah. yeah, this is later when they come back. But yeah, he okay. slides down this cliff and he's hanging onto a rope. And whoever and the stuntman was. Yeah. When the rope goes taut, it just yanks him back. Yeah. And slams the stuntman into the rock face. Like spine, right. spine first. And I right. literally yes. went, yeah. Like watching that literally made yeah. me cringe. Because I was I, like, oh my god, that looked like I hurt so much. We're just like, yeah. oof. Oh man. Yeah. I, it's funny enough because I was actually talking to a couple of my students about this and yeah. I I teach martial arts everybody I don't know if anyone knew that um, but I had with some of the students where I'm teaching them to try to take some blows yeah a little how bit to, how to roll with the hit kind yeah, of how to, yeah how to roll with it how to survive it and how to block and you know they're all very new yeah um, so I'm not doing what Johnny Lawrence does to Cobra Kai where <laughs> teaching people how to get punched in the face by right. getting punched in the face sweep the leg yeah <laughs> no it's a great line and uh, if you haven't seen it watch Cobra Kai it's great there's a great line where the Johnny Lawrence has the new Cobra Kai, and then Miguel comes in the back. He's like, he's just tra- uh, t- has one of his senior students punch people in the face, and Miguel just goes there. He's like, "What is there blood?" He's like, "No, no, I gotta talk to you about something." Yeah, there's a hell of a lot of blood. Like, it's, it's boom. Seriously, Cobra Kai, freaking awesome. Regardless, um, yeah, it's a it's a good fight though. But when you know when. They say that it's just any type of hit. They're like, how can you get hurt? You know, how do you learn to absorb the blows? I'd say like by getting hit. Yeah. yeah. Multiple times by getting hit. And they're like, have you had a concussion? I've had four. So that would be a yes. <laughs> yeah, I've had four. <laughs> had and, a yeah, concussion? And, You're damn right. Yeah. Who are you again? For the <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> For, yes, I want more. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when we learned that Nick was a masochist. <laughs> <laughs> but the padding, yeah, where it hits that, that, that stuntman probably was not walking oh, up. Oh, God. And I think, like, so when I was in my 20s, or, I used to, or when I was a teenager, I used to be able to get hit, knocked around, I get black eyes, and I'm fine. I used to and fall down I'm, the stairs and then jump right back up and keep yeah. walking. Now, forget it. Yeah, now, like, now I'm 36 years old, and just thinking about it, my hip starts to hurt. I, like, brought, I, I brought the groceries up today. I wanted to die. Yeah. I slipped on some ice. I didn't even fall down today, but I slipped on some ice, and I had to grab a car to steady myself, yeah. and my hip still hurts from that. <sighs> Getting old I didn't sucks. even yeah. fall. Don't, it was just like I stepped the wrong way, and don't, oh, don't, oh, you're old yeah. now. Just yeah. don't turn 30. It's not worth yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You fall don't, apart. Don't grow just, up. It's a trap. Christ. <laughs> Be a Toys R Us kid forever. Oh, yeah. you don't know what that means. Oh, wait, you no. can't. Unless you're in Canada. Unless they you're still in Canada. have them in Canada. We need to go to Canada. This yes. is I keep telling you this, and you say we can't we do it. We can't afford to go to Canada. Let's let's just run up. Well, actually, you know what? No. No. We don't have to escape to Canada yet. Yeah. Because we have a little bit of sanity back in the world. Yeah. There's a chance. There's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Now, this time last year, I would have been like, no, fuck it, we're leaving. Yeah. This country's going to burn, going to, you know... Make a run for the border. Yeah. 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 True. And the Canadian's like, no, no, we can't take you. Hey, I'm sorry. It's like, but we're early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, now they're they say the force of two weeks quarantine. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And you can't go, you can't go anywhere. And that yeah. makes sense, though. Yeah. I mean... I get it. Yeah. It's, it's the world today. Yeah. I've got, two, I've got co-workers that are all that at least there's like half a dozen co-workers out right now because one of my co-workers tested positive yeah. and everyone that he had contact with has to be out in quarantine yeah as far as we know everyone he had contact with is fine yeah but just in case they're right. all in quarantine so it's like right. half the damn office is out yeah my uh, my office has the same policy yeah you know, and it's like if you're exposed to take it's you. Like, it's like, who do yeah. you take break you, with? You, you, and you? Bye. You people with your policies. Yeah. That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, your company is actively trying to kill you. My yeah. company is actively telling us that if you have it, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. I'm not going to say my company's name. Nope. Because that'll just get me in trouble. But, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they don't give two shits about us. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Get in there, make them sales. That's all they want. Make them sales. Yeah. Uh, So Picard find himself in the Nexus, find himself surrounded by an idealized family. He's got Christmas lights and a blindfold. Six children. He's got five kids and his nephew. And Renee, yeah. Yeah. Like, Renee is is alive, which by extension means Robert is fine. He has a wife. He has this perfect home. It's Christmas time. I'm not really sure what the fuck century it is. Well, I think it's because they... And I even mentioned this to Dan earlier in in the movie... You see Picard looking through an actual physical right. photo book. Right, I mean, right, pages yeah. of the photos have that little holographic thing, like on, yeah. like on foil uh, magic cards. Yeah, yeah or like, I was the like Pokemans. Wondering if they're supposed to be three D or something. Mm. Oh, my probably. Yes. But my whole thing is that it's like, why would you have a photo album, like especially in the future like this? Because he's, he's, he's the last movie they were using books to go to translate a Klingon yeah. too. I know. Which yeah. is like, and and Picard is old fashioned. <laughs> Yeah. Picard and is specifically yeah. old-fashioned. And he's so also French. Yeah. Having, having well, the British accent, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the most British man ever <laughs> is supposed to be French. And, yeah, <laughs> and... 
<laughs> and backing up a bit, actually, I just I, I just remembered something. When they were on the ship in the holodeck, mm-hmm. and he said, it's all great, it's nothing, no electricity, no computers, nothing, and then oh. Riker... Nobody can contact you, and Riker looks over. Famine, no, disease, no. bad food. Yeah. Right? No, no women? Yeah. And then they both kind of look at each other, like, ugh. Uh. And people forget... Um, he played the captain in a Moby Dick movie. Yes, yep. he did. Yeah, and it's a damn good one. Yeah, he was, then, he was Ahab, right? Yeah, he was. He was Captain Ahab. Yes, thank you. I couldn't remember the damn which name. Which is which is great in the next movie, but we'll get to yeah. that. And also, the fact is, it's it's Jean Luc Picard, and you know, no matter what, you know, you imagine Christmas at his house is just Charles Dickens. And that's yeah. kind of what you're looking at. Yeah, it's, it's just... Except there's electric lights. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, electric and lights. And candles. And, yeah. you know, when he notices that it's not right is when you see the galaxies explode and the ornaments. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love and that. Yeah, I thought that was super thing, neat. That's the, the one explode, with, and then you see the second one. He's like, wait a minute. That's the thing with the Nexus. It's yeah. just a little It is off. paradise. Yeah. But if you're observant enough... Yeah. You can see what's wrong. Uh, yeah, and that, he could, if he wasn't, that was a good clue, though. If he wasn't that yeah. observant, yeah. he could have just stayed there and been happy. Yeah. And then, uh, what's and then her name? An echo, shows up. An echo of Guinan yeah. shows up yeah. because he's realizing, wait, this isn't right. Yeah. And that basically summons the echo of Guinan yeah. to basically say, talk to him. Hey, remember what we talked about? Yeah. This is it. Seem a little too easy. Like, oh, what a coincidence. No, I think it was His more His brain of his, was making it happen. Yeah. yeah. She mm. didn't just show up. It, he, she showed up because he started thinking about he, it. Yeah. yeah mm. he, this, is, this is his fantasy, his world. He started to think about it, and he summoned an echo of Guinan, someone that he trusts, mm. yeah. someone who, whose advice he knows is, is good, yeah, to yeah. try to figure out yeah. what's, going, what's on. going on here. Yeah. So while she was, and she, I mean, if you think about it this way too, she even says to him, she was forcibly ripped out of the nexus. She right. wasn't, she didn't leave on her own accord. She was ripped out. So there's a shade so of her. So a, a shade of her is yeah. still in there. Yeah. So. Whatever exactly that means. Kind of like a, a, a computer program that you yeah. can still, you know, it's, there's a save file of her in there. Like an, an imprint of her, of her psyche stayed in the nexus. And it's easy to tap and into when you be, think about it. And because her. Picard knows Guinan, right. it could connect with that echo of her. Right. Yeah, and it is a really, really wonderful scene. Mm. And he realizes yeah. that there's someone else who can help him. Yeah. And I was thinking, he says, well, you can go any place, any time. Yeah. Like, where would you go? Personally, if I were him, I'd go back and make sure the like, Chateau Picard doesn't catch fire and your weeks. nephew is okay. Yeah, two weeks, uh, two weeks back. A go bit. back yeah. two weeks and like put in a fire system in uh, Robert's chateau yeah. and, and then, then go check out. And at that point, then go you would the, know where you would yeah. know where. Uh, and then go to the Armagosta Observatory and just wait for Soren and shoot him when he gets there. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. I honestly thought that would have been the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. They would have bounced around done that. It's like, okay, done, and would have been number the one. De- it would have been the end of Deadpool 2, and we have to see if Picard can actually shoot a baby Hitler or not. Uh. <laughs> and, just, and the answer is no. Oh, yeah. you're too... Ah, I know who you are, but you're so cute. <laughs> oh, why can't I do it? <laughs> and they go see Captain Kirk. 
Because, well, they, yeah. she says to him, there's mm. somebody here. Yeah. And from who, his point of view, he just got here, too. Yeah. yeah. And then, poof, there's Captain Kirk. And suddenly he's in the mountains logs. in Montana or something. I thought that was, uh, was it Montana? The it's, barn was Idaho. I thought the it was barn, Idaho. The barn was in Idaho, Idaho. Idaho yeah. Okay. Wherever, I think it's Montana just because of just so many mountains. Yeah. And Montana, Montana doesn't see- actually exist. <laughs> just like birds aren't real they're drones they were replaced in the 50s see that's that's what that's what COVID has been so we have to all stay inside so they can change the batteries and all the birds right <laughs> anyway <laughs> did you know oh, that the, broke Nick. did you know that the California wildfires were, were started by Jewish space lasers I have to show you a video of somebody who made a really funny shirt yeah. and I'm just okay <sighs> that, that Literally, what My I just said there. Just thinking about this. One of our representatives in Congress, Marjorie Taylor Greene, fully believes uh-huh. that she, that the California uh, wildfires from like 2019 and 2020 were started by a space laser run by a Jewish cabal. Yeah. She's she, one of our represent, representatives. People. She she got all of her assignments taken away from her. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Like, she should not have her job. Ago. She, yeah. she had she, her assignments taken away with and she's a Q lunatic she turned around and said that all of the statements that she made like two years ago uh, she didn't actually mean and that bullshit uh, this is yeah. what this is what she Let's, said this yeah. is what was said that Jim she Gunn said Jim Gunn can get fired over a tweet but she she's like no it's fine he got rehired yeah but still um, uh, but she yeah she said that it wasn't it, it not that it was taken out of context but she believed uh, something that turned out to be incorrect and that she apologized for it and that she didn't actually believe any of this stuff and it was two years ago and uh, she's she's of sound mind. She's a Q lunatic. Yeah. And this is what she are... said and the Republicans turned around and said, okay. Yeah. That said, Jewish space lasers, yeah. that's the name of my new metal band. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm, I, I'm, yeah, I'm taking applications. I, I'll show you something off mic. I think okay. we're going to laugh like our ass off. <laughs> now, now, with this, like, I've got to get one point out because I... Doug Walker did a review of this, and I absolutely agree that a lot of this is wasted. You have Kirk, you have Picard, and what do you do? You have two very high-profile, very popular captains of the Star of, of the Star Trek of uh, the Star Trek franchise. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You have them make eggs. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it just—I I saw this, and I'm like, okay, what are we doing? And you have a, you know, their setup and their scene, and, and you know, there's parts of it that are really interesting. Well, and that's because they're in Kirk's fantasy. Right, and right, I, right. I, but I do, I do like the I card wanted just to kind of see going along a with. hell of a lot more. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. wanted to see a hell of a lot more, and I know I knew that Kirk was gonna die. At least it wasn't Whoops, a sex fantasy. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Why I, does it have three names? No, I, I agree. They could have tacked on another fifteen, twenty minutes of the two of them. Yeah. Doing stuff. I mean, this You're was a. Figuring and we could have we could have cut yeah. about half of that champagne bottle at the beginning. Yeah. And put some more scenes with the two of them yeah. doing yeah. Captain shenanigans. This movie yeah. was an hour and fifty-seven minutes long. So we could have, I mean, with every other freaking movie on the planet, you could have 
tacked on 15, 20 minutes to it, and it wouldn't have gone too far over. Yeah. It, you know, it wouldn't have been that really, big of a deal. Just to see more, and I think the one of the things I wanted to see is if they were sitting at a campfire calling back to Voyage Home. Right, right. And they're just doing that or figuring out what row your boat means or doing something. And it's like, where do you see this? It is so damn wasted. And like, okay, you've got Kirk and Picard talking to each other. It's like, what the fuck? This is all you do? I agree. The movie is a great setup, but it kind of falters towards the end. Towards the execution at the end. Were they, you know, did they have to throw something out because of budget or... Or anything where it's like, okay, I love the fact that he's at that moment where he's going to propose or he's at that moment where he told his girlfriend, fiance, wife, or whoever uh, that he's going... It would have been girlfriend because yeah. instead of proposing, yeah. he said, I'm going back to Starfleet, and she probably slapped him in the face. Yeah. Or now he's like, okay, I'm, I'm going back, or no, I'm going to ask her to marry me, and then they're doing that, and then he's in Idaho. He's like, no, because yeah. he thought, like... Because he thought, like, but what if I had actually done this right from the beginning? And when he steps through that door, he's in Idaho the day that he's going to meet, the day he meets her. He's like, I can do this right. I can do it right from the the start. And this is good. Yeah. And this is really, really good. But they could have done some more with it. They could have done more with it. Yeah. Um, But he did have a good line to Picard. Yeah. About the whole, like when he realizes that you know, it's nothing's real. That yeah. it's not real because yeah. he jumps over a like a little gap, yeah. like a little I've stream. I've run through that five hundred times. I, I must have jumped that thing fifty times. Scared yeah. the hell out of me each time. Yeah. Except now, because it isn't real. Yeah. And he kind of accepts, like, okay, we're gonna go back and say stop this madman from destroying a star. You could have gone back earlier and caused a lot of other. Anyway. Right. So they're gonna go back and. Kirk gives Picard the advice. Don't let them transfer you. Yeah. Don't let them promote you. Don't do anything that takes you off the bridge of that ship. Because while you're there, you can make a difference. Yeah. It is very good. And that's as pompous as James Kirk is, as much as a, let's face it, dickhole... (laughs) that William Shatner is. Right. That is a great line and that is Star Trek in a nutshell. Yeah. It was like as long as you're there, yeah. you can make a difference. It, I agree with in you. The galaxy. I, I agree with you and it 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 hit me too. It hit me in my personal life. Mm-hmm. Where I'm thinking of a lot of good things and it really really did well and it, but it's just where it just it lost an opportunity. Yeah. You could see there's one point where he said, well, I think it's, I don't remember the exact line, but he's like, how can I refuse the captain of the Starship Enterprise? Right. Yeah. Or something. And you could very well see that the way that it's shot, it's one angle, and you can tell that, you know, Kirk is in front of a green screen. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I that even it's, said to it's him, but never the green screen is, the green screen is lovely to Yeah, and, and, yeah, right. It yeah. is. It's just different, and that's the one shot that it's there. And, like, did you have to cut stuff because of budget? I mean, I mean, it makes me upset. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, like, it could have been more. I also, yeah. the part that I, I kind of wish, again, this is me sort of trying to rewrite the story a little bit. Yeah. It would have been nice for Picard to actually realize where he went wrong without actually needing Kirk's help. 
Yeah. Because if they could go back to any time they needed to, then Kirk should have been able to go back to when he was blown off the ship and he wouldn't have died in an explosion. Yeah. Now... That would have been interesting because then his whole, well, I'm going to die alone thing, they could have eventually maybe done something about that. Agreed. The thing is, he did did technically die alone because when he said said it, he meant Spock and Bones. I know. Yeah, but it it just felt kind of, for me anyway, Kirk's death in this particular movie feels a little hollow. Oh, it does. Now, let's get into his, that. His last words. Ooh. Oh, that, like that, yeah. let's get into that. And it's just, that's the part where I actually laughed a bit. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so they work, they, you know, Kirk and Picard work together to distract Soren, and they have this beautiful fight. You know, and it almost gets cartoony. We have the broken bridge, right. and it's, oh, yeah. it's, you know, the, the, the rivets are falling out of the rock. Yeah, and, and it, they were supposed to split up, and yeah. like Picard was supposed to go for the launcher, and Kirk yeah. was gonna go and yeah. you know distract Soren. Yeah. Gonna go have a punch up with Soren. Soren like you know uh, corners Kirk, and he's about to, and he says like actually I do remember history, Captain. Yeah. And as far as I recall, no, you're, you're dead. dead. Yeah. And then Picard jumps in, they get into a bit of a fight, and they, you know, fight off Soren. He, Soren runs off, <laughs> or it's when he falls off the cliff and has yeah. that oh. spine-crushing yeah. oh, hit. that bang. Right. And I love that the Kirk and Picard's going to look at each other, and Kirk's like, I thought you were going for the launcher. I changed my mind. Yeah. Captain's prerogative. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's when I made the line, it's like, well, Kirk was always more of the punchy captain. Yeah. yeah. Whereas right. Picard is not a punchy captain. No. Picard, yeah, Picard's a diplomat. Kirk yeah. is a two-fisted diplomat. He's right. the Indiana Jones of Starship yeah. Captains. They're, like, yeah. they're, they're saying, yeah. they're asking too many questions. What do I do? Yeah. Punch him! <laughs> <laughs> and... You know, the bridge falls, but Picard locks the probe in place while Soren's distracted. Mm -hmm. It explodes, and there's a wonderful last moment, oh shit face. Uh He's just like, get away from the launcher! And it's about to fire off, he realizes the clamps are locked, he just looks up. Oh. Oh dear. Fuck. (laughs) Ba-boom! Oh no. Like, the probe tries to fire off, it's locked in place, the whole thing just... crack thoom. Soren is gone. Yeah, Kirk is fatally injured, and, you know, after, it's like, did we do it? Did we make a difference? Did we win? Did we make a difference? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah we did. It's like, oh, I die now. <laughs> no. Was, uh, oh, great. Wonderful. Oh, my. Oh, my. And then he dies. Now, mm-hmm. his last words uh-huh. was George Decay's catchphrase. Uh-huh. Yes. And that's funny to me. Oh, that's, that's funny. That's, that's just, one last fuck you, George. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my. my. <laughs> it's yeah. just how that... And I actually pulled it up later as I was going to bed. I pulled up the uh, William Shatner roast. Yeah. And this the, the whole spiel of George Decay riffing on everybody. Oh, yeah. and so funny. And now I can actually say, without any bit of falsehood, <laughs> fuck you... you and the, the horse, horse you rode, rode in on. <laughs> At least they shook hands after. Yeah. That's something... Yeah. See, that that was a line that my mom used to say yeah. all the time. Yeah. When I was younger. Like the, and, your, and the horse, and the you, horse rode you rode in on. Yeah. So when he said that, it made me think of my mother. Yeah. So... 
Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing, but that's what it made me think of. You had a bit of a different childhood. I had a strange childhood. I, I grew up in a weird situation, so... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's what it is. Right. So Picard buries him on top of the mountain. Yeah, under a pile of rocks yeah. and puts his bat- com badge on the top. Yeah. Nice tribute. Yeah. Nice tribute. So, you know, Picard Three. gets picked up by one of the shuttlecraft yeah. and find out the Enterprise is unsalvageable because three quarters of the ship blew the fuck up in orbit yeah, and it's the saucer it's gone. Is, yeah. the saucer is wrecked. Yeah. It's gone. Three Federation starship arrived, retrieved the Federation survivors of Verdian Three. And Picard. those ships are a Nebula class, yeah. a Miranda <laughs> class, and another Oberth class. Of course you know that. <laughs> yes, I do. He said it to me too, and I'm like, I take your word for it. The Nebula is an exploration cruiser. Anyway. And Picard muses that given the ship's legacy, Enterprise will not be the last vessel to carry its name. I do, Which is very true. I yeah. do love the line of Riker going, like, I always thought I'd get a shot at this chair one day. Yeah. Perhaps and you will. And perhaps you will. You know, we all we all die. You know, so we all die sometime or yeah. something to that effect. And Riker says, "Speak for yourself, sir." Yeah, I, I plan to forever. live forever. Yeah. And then Joss asks me, "He's like, does Riker ever get his own get his own command?" Yeah, he does. Yeah, does he? He is the captain of the ship of the USS Titan. That's huh. nice. And do you know who his number one is? Hmm. Deanna Troy. Because, no because she's his wife. Because they're married. Oh. They, they sh- have a baby. They show up in Lower Decks, and it's fucking badass. Awesome. They married, and they had, they had a son, daughter? I, I do not rec- that. We find out, find that out in Picard, and I admit I haven't watched it. They had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Now, this is just some fun stuff, and all of it, you know, you have two back here. Two. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Without his ear, without Tim his Russ. Yeah. Tim Russ is here, but he's not quite. I mean, it's it's the it's the long held tradition of of the same actor playing multiple characters. Because uh, was yeah. it Jeffrey Combs is at least six separate people in the course yeah. of Star I didn't Trek. Mention it that and also, just we one other like... note too is that various background roles were also played by the main cast stunt doubles. Mm-hmm. Yay! And it's like occasional points. If you watch this movie, look for the Picard stunt double. You'll be surprised. Yeah, how many times he shows up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll be surprised. I watched through it again. I'm like, oh my god! Oh, there he is! Like. Yeah. It's like a very proper words Waldo. Did you notice how badly sunburnt Picard ended up getting? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I know that burn. The yeah. bald-headed, deep red lobster burn. I know that feel. I'm pointing myself, too. Yeah. They had two babies. Yeah, I, um, I was at a... Uh, we had this field, uh, track field day. Yeah. That they did at work years ago, and I was the only idiot that now didn't bring sunscreen. And of course, that I, reminds me of the air show. Yeah, <laughs> and of course, you know the way that I look, and you know if um, you've seen videos on our Facebook, you can see on our Instagram, you can see my bald head. Yep. I walked out of there, and my friend Jackie's like, "You look exactly like oh crap." <laughs> so, um, she's like, "You look like the Lobster Man from uh, from Futurama." <laughs> I was thinking like, of Doctor Zoe. Yeah, I'm like. 
And I'm like, oh, like, I'm bad and I feel bad. Who's intimidating who now, big city? Yeah. <laughs> it's Zoyberg's yeah. turn. I was red as hell for days on end. I, years ago. Yeah. Before we, very sunshine. Before shirts. we were together, yeah? Uh, the air show. We were together. We were together at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to the uh, Quonset air show. Yeah. And for whatever reason we had we had um we had sun sunblock but for whatever reason it didn't really work out joss wore a tank top that day and she had like her just like the top of her chest was bright red but she had her purse so there was just it was just a street a sh- a like a strip thing. of white of uh, just like pale white skin across just lobster yes it, it was, was bad. and it stayed Ooh. there for 2 years yeah Ooh. yeah it did not fade wow. so damn yeah. my my skin was so dark there yeah. after cuz yeah. that's what happens with me anyway yeah. i burn and then i tan yeah. Yeah, it that you could still see it after two years later, yeah. and it finally it's obviously it not there now. Finally yeah. evened out, but it, oh, that burn was so oh. brutal. Oh. That was actually not the worst one I've had though, because yeah. that I, that the air show, yes, another air show. The Quonset air show is cool. Yeah. Uh, I got burnt so bad that I couldn't actually wear a shirt yeah. because of how bad I was yeah. peeling and blistering. I had to wear a halter top. Yeah. For like three weeks, wow! Because I couldn't have anything on my shoulders. Just wow. walking around, it was like, just so walking around bad. like this with the arms out. It hurts so bad. It really did. It, it hurt so bad. So bad. Ooh, that summer damn. was a rough summer. It's like I used to. I used to, you know, burn up like a lobster too, yeah. and just peel. And just since working outside all the time, I've noticed I just t- kind of crisp up a little bit. Yeah. Like when the summer comes around, it's like my skin tone just gets like a shade darker, and I'm fine. <laughs> We're still white as hell, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're white. Yeah. Big time. Soft white underbelly. Yeah. (laughs) All right, y'all. So why don't we tell you a little about 4041 Media, and we'll see you on the other side. Indeed. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the 4041 Media Group with podcasts like Psych Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at 4041media.com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, not to mention our confidence, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Thanks so much, and back to the show. Okay, we're back. Fantasy casting, who's got what here? Well, uh, before we do that, I want to make a mention of our 4041 media family. Yeah. Um, uh, Haley uh, of Moon Tribe Tarot. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the exact times, but uh, she is going to be on a local uh, show out of Easton, uh, interview show talking about her modeling and her um, and her uh, tarot stuff. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I gotta look it up. Uh-huh. I said I'd mention mention it about the thing. Where'd she go, Haley? <laughs> All right. She's also been she's also been published in TSYM magazine. Uh, let's see. Where was it? I had it here, and now I can't find it. 
Ah, yes. Uh, she's going to be appearing as a guest on the TV mm. talk Friday show Topic Time with Harrison Blake Young. Uh, it's kind of a public access thing out of Easton, Mass., but there is going to be, uh, there are, they are going to post it on YouTube after the fact. Awesome. So we'll mention that there. And uh, as of last week, uh, Haley also was in the top 19% of content producers on uh, YouTube, which awesome. is. Which is pretty impressive, honestly. So, good yeah. job, Haley. Damn, good job, good job. All right, you're smiling ear to ear huh? here. So. Oh, um, I've got fantasy casting. You're good. All right, what do we got? Okay. <laughs> you already know. Um, okay, Bender for Data. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that did change things around quite a bit. But, oh, yeah, yeah I, I imagine thing, but... Ever since you said that it explodes ships, uh, now yeah. I don't know. I was say, would, um, hmm. Because it would solve so many problems if he could go instead of Picard and just use his stretch arms to... To get to get under the shield? To, yeah. No, no, to get the, the uh, decloaker thing. Right, yeah. yeah. Get that control and then, then Kirk wouldn't have to die. But yeah. then if he went on that, he would end up in the Nexus or exploded. So yeah. then that might be moot. And he would be there with blackjack and hookers. Yeah, well, it's and it uh, uh, doesn't matter because uh, fourteen. No, I mean, the thing is that you bring up a good point. Like, if Data had been on the planet, would he have gone to the Nexus or would he would he have been pulped? Yeah, well, and I don't know. So he has yeah. a consciousness. Yeah, he has. Yeah. I mean, you could theoretically say he has a soul because he is sentient and yeah. he is. He's a person. That's, yeah. that's a. But it's like, is that how the Nexus works? Is it a soul yeah. thing? Is it organic? Is it sentience? And is if it... he if he has a conscience, though, then he dream. He does yeah, dream. He does. Yeah. yeah. So do, I guess he dreams of, of electric sheep. Right. <laughs> oh. Damn, you beat me to it. Is he a replicant? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. All right, I got. Um, He's gonna live longer than yeah. four years. Yeah. Alright, I got one here. Alright, I've got to do... This This one is for you. Oh. Fox, okay. Alright, taking Jordy and Data. Oh, God. I'm... Oh, goodness. And, yeah, you're already seeing what's coming in. I know what's coming. John Chuck and Richard Shell. I was about to say, is it something I mentioned earlier? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know what that would change, though. Um, unless... Twenty. Uh, I was gonna say that one looks like it. Uh, it's a cracked eye. You can. Re- yeah. Yeah. Reroll the multicolored one. So we got thirteen plus eighteen. Ah, ah right. shit. Uh, I just think it would be really funny just to see. So they solve crimes. Yeah. But solving the crime of who did this, and then you know having a yo-yo who starts to discover jokes. Oh my god. And just. <laughs> there was something yeah. kind of like that yeah. at the end. I. I had to translate it from French, but where he tries to be telling a story and yeah, nobody right, laughs. Right, and then he's, he's got the wrong beat to it or something. Something but, like that. Yeah. It's but the way it's, you tell it. It's Holmes as Jordy is the more interesting one. Oh. Yeah. Uh, just the slubby 70s cop who's a little older and maybe he can't see as well anymore. And he's got that visor. He just walks and in. Yeah. Or, oh, or, 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 or he, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's still got hatch, that. That would change the whole... Over. Because then the Klingons wouldn't be able to find out the yeah. frequency if yeah. he didn't have a visor. If we're yeah. going that route, if we're, if we're going like... 
uh, sci-fi TV from other sci-fi TV. I could say Crichton and mm. um, and uh, not Lister, but um, um, no, yeah, Lister from Red Dwarf. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Rimmer, but oh, that's kind of insulting. Rimmer, that's, don't, don't. that's insulting to Jordy. Hey, don't don't do that. Yeah, my it's, brain's rebelled. I can't picture work. nice things. This is something I'm gonna have to show you guys off. Uh, if, you okay. guys, if you guys haven't seen Red Dwarf, it is so worth it's it. It's very worth yeah, it. Yeah, I know what it is. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that's no, a, that's it's an eleven. 11. Yeah. Jeez, they really nice. don't want us to touch like yeah. this movie, do they? To be honest, it's a fixed point. I, see, and I don't even have a fantasy casting, um, except uh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> Replace Captain Cameron. Yeah. With patron Santa forty forty one. There we go. Christopher Walken. Because yeah. you know I would follow that man into hell. Yeah. Nope. No thirteen. Captain, will you go ahead and give the orders to leave the dock? He's like, this is perfect casting. We've got to leave it as it is. What about? Uh, of course, Cameron's a dweeb, and he can't pilot us, and he can't captain a ship. What about replace Picard with this character from American Dad? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> he just does all the cocaine. He's just the insane... No, I do uh, recreational cocaine. We go ahead and we are groups and we make sure we do Oh, cocaine. now that worked. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> we do cocaine recreational. Let's see if we do just the right amount of so cocaine. So they replace Picard with just Patrick Bullock. Stewart. Yeah. Because Patrick Stewart is a crazy man. Does, yes. did, does, did he headbutt the queen? And he had to stop himself from headbutting the queen. I know he yeah. did. And also just... He would just stay in the fucking Nexus, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> Doing cocaine in it. Oh, this yeah, is great. I am in heaven. It's just Nirvana. And the... I'm just reminded uh, of... Uh, I'm just reminded of one of uh, Patrick Stewart's um, lines in uh, Family Guy. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it, it was in one episode, there's a one-off gag where Peter got, uh, <laughs> got uh, throat surgery to replace his vocal cords with Patrick Stewart's. Yeah. <laughs> So Peter just walks in and is like, sorry about the, how was it? Uh, sorry about the bathroom, Lois. My post-sex pee stream forked in half and it got everywhere. <laughs> God. I want everyone to look up the article. If you look it up on Google, Patrick Stewart eats his first slice of pizza. I've seen it. And, yeah. Yeah, and I'm telling this for the listeners as well, just to see the look on his face. It's he's, amazing. He's eating a slice, drinking a Coke, and he's so fucking happy. <laughs> he's just... He's it's just, really well worth it. He's just, like, super wholesome. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know if he still has it as his Twitter avatar, but... For the longest time, his Twitter avatar was literally just his face, and he's in a ball pit. He's just surrounded yeah. by like oh, multicolored yeah. plastic balls. He's just like he also ah. he also loves pit bulls. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does. Yes, and he rescues. They, they not everything. he can't own them because uh, they're they're, they're, they're illegal in, uh, in England. An illegal yeah. breed in England, which so is bullshit. They, he had to yeah. actually lose his his foster dog because. Yeah. She's a pit bull, and he mm. was super attached to her. Yeah. So I was I was super bummed when I found that out. Yeah. But, um, yeah. He loves doggos, and therefore I love him. Yeah. Patrick Stewart, for the longest time uh, during the pandemic, which is still going on, I know, but for the longest time, he would do a sonnet a day. Yeah. Like you just yeah. his, on his you in his uh, Facebook thing, you would just read one of Shakespeare's sonnets every day as just like a centering thing. Now, yeah. I don't really like Shakespeare. 
But the fact that he was doing it was just great. Mm. It's a, that's an awesome thing to do. It's just like, a, hey, join me for 10 minutes and mm. let's let's calm the fuck down just a little bit. So this is uh. just a, a love on Patrick Stewart because yes. I love Patrick Stewart. Because Patrick Stewart is fucking great. I'm going to add a little bit that may actually uh, put a damper on this, but it's still funny. Mm. Look up the Saturday Night Live sketch, <laughs> Patrick Stewart erotic cake. <laughs> erotic cakes now that that do we roll for that i am filled with fear i'm a little i'm a little i'm a little it's afraid <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so uh how does the erotic cake save the day thanks i hate it <laughs> <laughs> it's revolting do you it, they are revolting because every erotic cake is just women peeing <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's, but you get Patrick Stewart looks at like, is there anything more erotic than a woman peeing? <laughs> well, <laughs> is it like, is it like, le, is it like lemon jelly? They oh, never God. show it. I mean, of it's course, it's like people walking in. They're like, hey, we ordered an erotic cake, and you know, I wanted to have you know something look like me or like. For my wife, and it's a woman peeing. He's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they never show it. It's just yeah. all they show is the boxes. So would he solve the problem by hurling cakes at, at Sark? He'd, hur- he'd hurl could- the cake in the force field. It's so bar- the force Mc- field would be appalled by the cake. <laughs> Malcolm McDonald. Is that a woman peeing? He would yes. confuse the hell out of Soren, and then Kirk would come up and punch him in the face. And then all is well. We yeah. have a woman peeing. Don't you? And then Kirk oh. would be like, ah, uh, give me a minute. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah. This is what happens in the holodeck stays in the holodeck. <laughs> I, firmly, I firmly believe. What would his nexus be? <laughs> Oh, just cakes. <laughs> and it goes back, and Kirk goes back to his own timeline, and Kirk is just fucking the cake. What is going on, on sir? And all the reporters yes. are there. Yeah. <laughs> Scotty, I do not want to. Do you want any of this cake? I don't understand. <laughs> what is really wrong with you, Captain? <laughs> it was buttercream. There's been this... Uh, better uh, than fondant. There's this video... <laughs> There's this video that's, that's been floating around on has been floating around on you know certain shit posting groups for the past few days. I don't know if any of you have heard. I don't know if any of you have heard of that that bodybuilder that married his sex doll. I saw a picture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just today, I saw okay. a picture. Uh, this guy apparently has put out other videos. He cheated on his sex doll. He cheated on his sex doll when she was being repaired. That is true. Yeah. What? Uh, but there Does is. Does your hand count? Hmm. What? I have. Okay, so. Um, I don't know if I want to know this. This particular post here, I'm not going to do video, but he put out a TikTok of him sitting with a raw chicken and like rubbing it down with lotion. Uh, Why? And then he snuggles with it. Why? That's gotta be. I don't know. I don't know. Diseased. But a, a mutual friend of ours posted it. Our our favorite shit poster. Oh okay. Posted it. Well, wait. Like, which one? I have two. Uh, Chris. Okay. So he posted this, and I'm just like, he's gonna fuck that chicken. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't yeah. realize that it was the guy who married his sex doll. Yeah. And uh, my friend's just like. 
Well, we don't actually see him do that in this video, but there is one other video later where he rubs an orange on his dick. And did you know he married his sex? I'm like, oh, it's him. <laughs> oh my, it's that guy. And then someone else in the comments is like, why does this man have lore? <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> The oh internet, my ladies and gentlemen. God. Oh my god, I'm not surprised. <laughs> the internet, people. Oh Christ. The internet makes everything worse. The internet makes uh, monsters. Okay, I'm just gonna add to it. If we have it that Kirk goes back to his own timeline, he's standing there fucking a cake he's found, and he just turns around and he's. He bump into 3D Homer? <laughs> no, but he's, <laughs> he's got his pants down to his ankle, he's got the cake in front of him, and he just goes, shield up. You're not a bird of prey, Kirk. You can't just cloak. (laughs) (laughs) He'll just step backwards into the bushes. Like Homer. Uh, Now, since we're talking about uh, this, you said cloak, and my first thought went cloaca. cloaca We're talking about chickens, and now my brain is just broken. I saw a picture somebody made teddy bears out of raw chickens. Yeah, yeah, I've, seen, I've seen that one too. What the fuck? Uh, it's like Easter's coming. Get it for your kids. I am going to say right. the artistry is impressive. Yeah. It does look like a teddy bear. Yeah. It's a no. horrifying teddy bear, but it does look no. like one. It's a meat popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we've gone a little off the rails here. <laughs> there were uh, rails? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hell. All right, y'all. So when we wrap this one up, mm-hmm. and next week we welcome Jeff Dale to the show uh, yes. for that, and uh, for Stephen Rubin, uh, we want to thank you. We're sorry that things didn't work out for today. He was supposed to be on, but uh, we are kind of in plans to try to do something. Uh, it's, There's a scheduling snafu. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Yeah, Steve actually wrote a bunch of James Bond novels. Oh, neat. And I have a few ideas, so... So, yeah, I mean, there's plenty enough Bond movies. We yeah. could we could do another... I have an idea, movie. yeah. Yeah, okay. I have ideas, and uh, we'll they get... get they're, they're all... I don't know if we can out goofy and suddenly ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> or the, or the right. truck wheelie. That was oh, my favorite. God. Yeah. It's, I have a few ideas, but we'll get into that. So, when we wrap this one... Um, Thank you for joining us, and uh, we want to end with just another thing. Um, please wear your mask. Yes, please. we need for it. They've you... actually said lately that wearing two is actually yeah. the best. Yeah, oh, and if you um, get vaccinated and you get your second dose, please do not run out without a mask right away. It takes time for the vaccine to kick in. Mm-hmm. And what I will say, something did come out from the CDC at the time of recording this. When you do get your vaccine, make sure you, you know, check with your doctor on this to see if you can do it. But take Tylenol or ibuprofen before. It works. It, it uh, helps the effects after. Yeah. I had my second one a few weeks ago, and man, it kicked my ass. You see, I've, I've heard it, it kicked my I've, ass I've hard. Heard the, I've heard the was, main thing that it does is it, it, it like the arm, your arm gets super sore. Yeah, I'm fine with that, but and it, yeah. Not everybody gets it, but some people feel like they got hit by a damn truck. Yeah, I got, I felt the next morning I got hit by a truck, you and I felt like you had the flu. I felt like I was drunk. Yeah, not Oof. like the flu. I'm like, whoa, boy, this is weird. I'm really not. And, I, I'm going to do yeah. it, but I'm really not looking forward to the side effects. Yeah, See, the question, take Tylenol beforehand, and it, it wipes the, it out. The questions come up at my work. How are we going to do it? 
yeah. because if everybody goes for their yeah. for their uh, oh, you for their at once, we'd have to stagger it because if we all get our second vaccine around the same time and then we all get hit by a by the oh. by the vaccine truck. Yeah. It's like everybody's what's gonna be gonna out happen? at the same yeah. time. It'd have to be right. staggered. Like we're trying to figure out. It's like so. How do we do this? Fuck. Right. Yeah. So please just be careful with it, and you know, please just take you know, listen to the CDC standard. Now that we yes. got some sanity back in the world, listen, listen to, to doctors. Yes. Don't listen to the person that you went to high school with on Facebook who is selling those herbal remedies because they don't work on COVID. Right. Or the damn crystals or oils or anything, because all that's bullshit anyway. It's like, yeah, you can put some honey in some tea and it'll help your throat, but it ain't going to do shit against smallpox. So do vaccine. If you want to do holistic stuff, fine, but do vaccines too. Yeah. Vaccinate your your damn kids. Yeah. Use aloe on burns and take antibiotics for infections. Yes. And that's a good way to end it. So be good, take care of yourselves, and let's take care of each other. Mm hmm.